<laughs> hey, Jim, did you put that on? Absolutely, yes. For those of you who don't know, that's Hulk that's Hogan yes. saying that it's not hot because guess what? Woo! It's not hot today. It's truly not hot. It was really it's cold. It hot. felt like 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 autumn over here in our high tech studio. Yeah, it was comfortable because it felt it was nice. Oh, it like felt autumn. Like fall. Sorry, I thought about summer. Hopefully, it will stay, but I doubt that because we still have maybe a week or two of August left. Especially now, one more left. One more August uh, this thing. Is the last one, right? It will be September. This is the last podcast. Um, for August, right? Yep. Cool. That's right. And we're here, and it's another Monday. Um, the Monday Blues. Yeah. Well, the Monday. <laughs> there are those people who. Those are those people who like Mondays, who are doing what they love, and treating Monday like any other day. Like me. And there are those people who have to unfortunately not do what they like, and go into work and experience the Monday blues. So to everyone out there who is experiencing the Monday blues, you know, just being somewhere you don't want to be. Maybe it's high school. Maybe it's maybe it's you know something else. Maybe it's work, and the Monday blues, you know. It catches us, you know, catches us when you have to be somewhere you don't want to be there. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's the first day of the week and yeah. you still have, you know, four days left. Yeah. Bad. But for those of you who are doing something else, Monday is like any other day. Monday. And that's a good thing. It is. Just like for me. But, um... Just like uh, for you, what? What? You said just like for me. Monday's any other oh, day. Yeah, just for me. Yeah. It's um, something for me as well. That's right. Uh, but, uh... Like, how do we just even start doing another podcast? And yeah, I really it felt f- like this the whole week, last week, was just so quickly to be gone. I think and part, it left. A part of the, maybe that's maybe the, one of the reasons why I feel like that is because we have to, on Monday, or no, we're recording on Sunday. We usually yeah, just do Sunday. Which we're doing now as well. Yeah. And it's but like you're la- listening to it on Monday. Yeah. Always like last minute, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like last, like what is it, like 10 o'clock or something? Yep. Um, and I think maybe the reason why you think it goes by so quickly is because... Monday. I don't know. It was just Monday this rolls week, around. Really in particular. Oh, for me, it's like been kind of super fast. Like ever since we did the Monday stuff, huh. uh, and then Monday rolls around, and then basically you were sleeping in kind of these days because you're escaping the heat. Yeah. Right. For those who don't know, I actually uh, have a huh. weird and strange, upside down, twisted, uh, vampiristic uh, sleep schedule. This, Tommy, what, uh, Tommy this so summer. Style. Yeah, I actually sleep in the day from 12 p.m. to 5 or 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and I stay. You're escaping the heat. Yeah, right? I'm escaping the heat. It was just really hot, and our lack of air conditioning or any kind of insulation. Well, actually, this is like the opposite. This is like a greenhouse in here. I know it sucks. Just this room is really sucks in all this terrible heat, and you know uh, how else to escape so it wait, but to I, defeat I, it by sleeping in somewhere else and not noticing. I don't know how greenhouses work, but um, basically, this room gets super hot in the summer. It does, but then super cold in the winter. Yeah. Well, then hopefully, it's the freezer hopefully. Zone. Uh, We'll have a new renovated yeah. high tech yeah. studio. High tech studio, and we won't have to uh, suffer the winters two. anymore. Version two will be a great version. Yeah, but I just want to say uh, that's why Monday comes around, and then you then you have to edit the podcast, right? Yeah, I edited the secret editing, which is not really secret, but yeah. But I mean, it helps because you know there's some stumbly, you know, because you don't want us talking like uh, I, I, like, I, I, uh, I, like this, 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 and 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 re- 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 it just it just helps self, it helps self, self, re- self. give it a little more flow, right? Just a little bit. Wait, I mean, you only do wait, wait, we need to pause. This is how we always have pauses. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but basically, you only edit out stuff that you think is disrupting the flow. Yeah. Like if yeah. we stop, for example, like you just did right now. 
And so, yeah, lastly, you do the podcast, edit, blah, 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 and then suddenly we have to go, you know, make a picture, you have to make a drawing. I always drawing. make a picture, yeah. And so it's funny because, like, things like these, like podcasts, they're easy. They're, they they don't take easy, much Easy, but other people... But I think it's for every podcast, pretty much. I mean, I don't know how other people's workflows look, are. look, other people, they don't take as much effort as we do, honestly. Yeah, that's true. I have of. to well, say... Because, because look, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we might not have much to talk about, but at least we uh, edit it. That's we true. Package it, patent it. We don't patent it, but we uh, remaster it. Jacob takes it to uh, make a the processing factory. Yeah, processing factory to make it sound really nice and crisp. And then I do the uh, album art. Album I do every art? every time there's a new album art cover with the same yeah. sort of studio setup that we got from like you know it's like a it's custom. Yeah, it's a Creative Commons photo, mm-hmm. and we just modify it to our heart's content and. You know, there's a lot that goes into this. Yeah, and so then we have to upload it on the website. Yeah, which takes a while. To, it's annoying because you have to, you know, punch in the metadata. But then for I have the to file. make a title, and then we have to write a description, yeah, which that, is always and, kind, and of it, a, it sounds, kind of a hassle. It's not a problem or anything, but I'm just saying, like, it sounds easier sometimes than it actually is. It's not a lot of work, but I'm just saying, like, you know, yeah, it's repetitive in the sense that you have to go back and punch in those things all the time, and then our internet, you know, we've uploaded it and so like that kind of stuff. But yeah. Maybe that's one of the reasons why it might feel like this week went fast. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I have to say that this week went fast uh, because I remember um, on Monday, here's the weird thing. Uh, We recorded our little podcast last time, being a little bit complainy, at least in my opinion. And, um, well, I wasn't, I just have to, I think I need a, a little, I just apologize for being so like, just saying this is stupid, this is dumb. And sometimes I come across as maybe spiteful, critical, grumpy, or whiny, or something like that. But um, honestly, everything that I talk about, I really do appreciate. Like, most of the things that I keep mentioning, like, I mean, all these filmmakers we criticize sometimes. Like, you know, even Michael Bay to, you know, Brett Ratner or whoever. We're always, I always use those two as, like, uh, as like placeholders. But The examples. Um, yeah, but um, no, seriously, like, I actually do admire them because uh, they actually work on the movies. And, you know, we all know how long it takes to make a movie, how hard it is to get up every morning and always have to go on set and always have to tell yeah. people what to do and how to get something done. And you know what? They do get something done. Sometimes it's inconsistent and terrible, but uh, at least they get it done. And, and that's something to be admired. So as people and as, you know, that I always uh, mention and I have sometimes criticisms on, you know, I don't mean it that that much. Yeah, I know. And I just want to take you know push that across in case I did sound a little bit uh, a little bit complaining, like especially like according to, you know for Criterion and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I just I actually I still do like their preservation efforts, and I do like and enjoy the fact that they are actually keeping these things intact and able for us to watch it in the best quality they can actually offer. And, you know, their design is great and all that stuff. But um, when it comes to opinions, I think uh, really, like, there has to be a grain of salt within everything. Mm-hmm. To- cool, yeah. I mean, and I will take this opportunity as well to say that I'm also sorry if I ever said anything that sounds extremely uh, one-sided or something or or just, you know, because that's not arrogant really or like, something. That's not really, I, it's not really I don't, thoughts. Like, if you actually asked us... Yeah, that's kind of true as well, though. at least, I don't know, your case as well... I presume, and myself. But I don't want. I don't want to be, you know, that uh, a person who's really spiteful and a person who's just well, getting no, angry. No, stuff. But, see, that's the thing. I but think sometimes I, I just do this you know. so we can have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a, you know, tiny twin shock value kind of, kind of deal yeah. when you watch listening to the podcast. Like, I think oh, oh. <laughs> I don't want to. I yeah. don't want to sound a like funny like, moment. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't want to sound like we're <laughs> justifying ourselves or anything, but I do think that sometimes our opinions can get a little bit exaggerated 
like especially when we're doing this do. because that's the thing. Like, we also know it's like recorded so then at the same time sometimes yeah. you know you end up saying something where you you not you don't really think that deep down necessarily <laughs> yeah, you know about especially when we're talking about like let's say criterion stuff exactly yeah like you're like it's dumb and it's like no well, it's we we both know that it, what they're doing like you said preservation efforts and you know there's a reason why people like them you know what i mean you know what i'm saying yeah um so yeah but it was just like your you know spur of the moment like opinion i mean yeah like Maybe we're not the biggest fans of Criterion or anything like that. Um, but we don't want to, by yeah. saying that, just like cover everything and say they're crap and they're the worst, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Basically. So next time we start talking about that or we do some, you know, we jab at someone or something, just know that we don't really, honestly, we don't take it that personally. Like we don't uh, intend to be spiteful or something like that or, you know, try to, try to, uh, do try that. to, uh, yeah hit someone on purpose just because of, you know, for any whatever reason. I mean, yeah. it's just the way we kind of talk to be a little bit funny, but yeah. know, honestly, in all seriousness, we probably don't, uh, <laughs> we don't hate it that much. Yeah, but if we, if we do definitely say, if not. we do say something, definitely, you know, sorry, obviously, for our sorry. lack of uh, self-control. <laughs> lack of self-control? <laughs> what are you talking about? We're, we're totally in self-control. Yep, of course, we're perfect people. <laughs> yeah, so another thing about this week was, I think it went really what? fast, also because, uh, when we recorded this uh, last podcast, yep. and we just started uploading it on Monday, mm-hmm. I gotta say, uh, ever since that day, uh, uh, whenever I pass by my room, okay. you know, and I have uh, these bed covers, yeah, they have Aladdin on them ah, from yes. 1992, and every time I look at it, there's this really huge picture of Aladdin, Abu, and then he's, you know, he's holding the lamp, and there's this huge, the biggest picture is the genie, and... Uh, Every time I walked by that this whole week, every day there was at least one little inkling about thinking about, you know, Robin Williams, who sadly passed away when we were just uploading our next podcast. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. So it was pretty horrible timing, and it was really, really shocking, I have to say, because like, totally this entire week, all I was thinking of is, like, you know, his family and what's going on. It's just so strange and it's like really, really sad. sad. I mean, obviously. Especially because you wouldn't imagine someone like uh, Robin Williams, of all people. I think that's definitely the most kind of shocking part of it. You know, yeah. you wonder person who, I guess, you know, made so many people laugh and, and it's, had, it's you like, know, it's a funny just guy. like the person with the most boundless sort of energy and sort yes, of, exactly. you know, excitement about everything. And it's like every time you watched him like do this improv and I think like in my opinion, he was one of the best sort of like most crazy fast improv artists you know like, yeah he was really just quick when yeah. it came to stuff like that and you know of course we watched him in different movies when we were kids as well and i'm sure many people felt the same way when that happened um, yeah dude and especially though he his acting um palette was also very that, wide i, I mean, was gonna say look at exact scene, like, filmography. you look at like i was looking at some pictures of course because like who who doesn't know yeah. like, when it you know when this whole thing happened and um it was very interesting like I have to say that one of the uncommon things about Robin Williams was that uh, he could look like the most nicest, you know, like most sincere, sort of happy person, which is what he was, of course, you know, making people laugh and being really, you know, positive energy. And uh, but also he could immediately like sort of switch that off and then look at you with that scary, soul tearing (laughs) eyes of death. It was very like very intense. And I think that's a really huge dramatic range that this guy could have. Absolutely. And, off. and it was really, really sad rare. because also when uh, this whole time, like this whole week, sometimes I was thinking, well, 
you know, what roles would he have been really good at as well, like, yeah. you know, in the future? So it's like, it's just really, it's, really yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, it's and, sad. Uh, Definitely really sad. Yep. And it's very nice to see so many people reacting to it as well. I mean, like, you know, like, not in a bad way, obviously. No, but no, I mean, I mean like, like yeah. yeah, remembering what he did and everything. And, and we'll, we will miss those those huge and hairy bear arms <laughs> and also the uh, that wonderful face and personality that is Robin Williams. And uh, he t- kind of talks like this. I can't do <laughs> That's it. That's so true, though. Great voice, too. Which was one of the reasons why this whole week just sort of went really fast. And it was just, like, so weird, so weird. I know. I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it, definitely. And so the thing I decided we should uh, talk about this podcast is just things we like or things that are favorites. I wanted to get Tim over. Yeah. How come it wasn't Tim? Oh, whatever. I guess he... Hmm? Well, just being, <laughs> he keeps he disappears. He just he's like this. He's like this weird goblin. Yeah, Tim has this like he has this ability or something to just disappear into thin air. Like he'll, we have this like Skype conversation chat group yeah. with Tim, where we, me and Phil and Tim hang out a lot at. And just Tim comes in, he's like, "Hey guys," and he links something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then what happens? Like, that's like nine in the morning, and you come back, and it's like five p.m. or something. It's just nothing, <laughs> zero. And then Tim mysteriously comes back at ten p.m. Guys. New link, you know, like yeah, and, and just, he sends these weird, bizarre links. Sometimes they're hilarious. Most of the time, they're hilarious. Yeah. but I mean, sometimes they're just. What am I watching here? This is creepy. Yeah, and that's it. He just disappears. And he just oh. vanishes, like this sound. Hey guys, and, and then you type back, Tim, where are you going? You know, like gone yeah. or something. Or, He's gone. So, uh, yeah. So maybe that's one of the reasons. Maybe that's one of the reasons. No, but I'm pretty sure we could we could have contacted Tim, but we just for some reason I guess didn't. Really so it's care. just it's just me and you, and it's not hot, and we can uh, talk about it's some stuff. Not so hot. instead of criticizing things, which we will do later <laughs> at the end, but really, as you know, as you know, end? it's all good fun, and what are we criticizing nothing to be at taken end, at face Philip? value. Everything taken with a grain of salt. What are we criticizing at the end? Bum, bum, what do you bum, want to criticize? Because there's some there's okay, a bunch no, of news that now. just happened. There's a yeah, bunch no, of news that happened, and you know we had some some mail from some people. What if we? What if we? What if we just go? And he said uh, he okay. wanted us to talk about Star Wars, especially since something something cropped up that oh, everybody yeah, kept sharing right. lately, especially these last two days. So I think cool, we yeah. should do that. We don't have to we'll criticize it, do we? Why? We can just what? talk. We can just talk about the big news that's happening. We can, but then this gives me a huge opportunity, Jake. What? Well, me a huge opportunity to do what? To talk about film transfers and preservation. Yeah, no, but we, don't, but we can talk about it normally. We're not. What do you mean criticizing? Huge opportunity. What do you mean criticizing? Well, George Lucas didn't do. Oh yeah, things. right. Forgot about that totally. I still think he's a cool guy, though. Yeah, me too. There you go. See, see. There was a really see? good. Oh man, I gotta share this quote now since we're not here at the end. There was this great post on. Um, the original trilogy. For We're going to talk about all that. I know, no, but just remember, there's this great post I would like to share because I felt like the guy who wrote it um, got a lot of it right about George Lucas, you know, at least from our end of, you know, knowing the guy through his movies and through his public Actions. life. Um, but I thought it was good, a really good one. So we'll share that when we get to there. But before that, so we're going to talk about some of the stuff. Things that we like. We so like. Uh, on, our, well, in general, on our Facebook like page, what? people keep asking us, people yeah. asked if you could sing oh my goodness. things, favorite things. And I don't know what song. I bet there's I different versions of that. But the one that we know the most is... Favorite things. Yeah. When the dog bites. When the bees When the bull stings. stings. The bull has his thing. I don't and know. Bees. Oh, we should get the lyrics. Why don't we get the lyrics? Man, I was thinking about this, but I forgot. Um, it would have been good if we could just play the song like on the guitar. I could learn, but maybe it's a really complicated song. I don't know. Hey, we came here unprepared. We didn't prepare for this right, this whole true. week. 
We let's, were all kind of down. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's just do then. Let's get the lyrics up and we'll just we'll sing as much as we know. Okay. Ready? Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels, doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles, wild geese and fire the moon on their wings. These are a few of my favorite things. When the dark bites, will the bees dance? Will the feelings shine? I simply remember my favorite things, and then I don't feel so bad. Oh. Next, next one, jazz, jazz. <laughs> and then the drum solo at the end. Yeah. Okay, now let's do ne- the next, the next genre. The next genre is um, barbershop. Um, guys, remember who did the quartet stuff? Okay, Ready? but we finished the lyrics. When the dog oh. bites. Oh, okay. When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad, I simply remember my favorite things, and then I don't feel so bad. <laughs> and it on a minor. Like, I didn't do that scary. well either. Why'd you do well, it on let's, minor? Let's, let's, let's do the bad. Let's do it again without the minor. And then and I, I don't feel so bad. Hey, my vibrato, my vibrato was going so horribly. But you can do vibrato for real. I don't know how you do that. I though. could do it for real, but I'm not going to do it now because do uh, I don't diaphragm? think my voice is adequate enough for it right now. No, my, I'm not very good at singing. Um, I would so like to sing that. Bad. Yeah. That, that wasn't real. That wasn't real, though. That was like. How do you do real then? Is that real or no? I'm sitting the wrong. I'm sitting yeah. in the wrong position. I can't. Do, I'm like slouching, and my stomach's all the way down. I just can't do anything. But you use a diaphragm, right? Flow. Yeah. Flow. So I can't do. I'm doing faker. Faker man. How about this? How about this? <laughs> How about this? Oh. That's cheating. You're just touching your your Adam's apple. They should, they should just make a, changing. They should, it. They should make a pro- they should make a product. Oh, but that's how they do the SpongeBob voice. Oh yeah, that's true. That's how uh, John Kenny, uh, Tim Kenny, John Candy, Tom Kenny. Perfect, Tom Kenny. That's how Tom Kenny does the SpongeBob laugh, I know, yeah. uh, which I could do. It's really good though. Yeah, that you, just, you just move your like your uh, esophagus. Is that what you call it? Right? I'm like the Gary. retarded counterfeit SpongeBob. <laughs> I haven't seen SpongeBob enough to remember his voice. There so was I this excellent Gary. We were watching these um what? these Cora vlogs, vlogs, really by Doug Walker and his brother. Oh Rob yeah, Bob Walker. Why did this come out of nowhere? Well, I'll tell you right now. Okay. And they were talking about watching Cora and how it was on, oh, yeah. on Nickelodeon yeah. online because apparently Cora is now online, which apparently we can't watch because it's it's forbidden outside of certain countries. That's right. And uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, and they were talking about watching Cora on, on Nickelodeon. They're talking about some of the shows on Nickelodeon because they, they don't watch Nickelodeon. They were confused about what shows were on. 
And uh, Rob Walker was like, you know, SpongeBob was right after Cora. And then Doug Walker's like, well, I didn't know they still made SpongeBob. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly that was, what we thought. We laughed so hard when they said that. Because it's true. I mean, we haven't, we haven't watched <laughs> SpongeBob on actual television yeah. since like 2000. I don't even know how he talks. You see, I could. I think I can do Squidward. I remember I could do Squidward once. SpongeBob, get out of my house. <laughs> can you do? Um, I'm Patrick. Can you do? Uh, ah, Mr. What? Rob, Mr. Krabs. Arr. Shiver me, ch- SpongeBob, me boy. No, it's good. It's, good. it's, it's good. like it's like no. He goes like, SpongeBob, me Bob. No, how does he like? It's just he, there's a, there's a level where I'm that I'm missing. The, Register. Uh, Unless you're swearing like a sailor. I, 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 I'm, I think I think you're right. I think maybe it's you're kind a little of, low. It's maybe, just little, yeah. Can you do? Uh, can me you do, money. Where's me money? Uh, can you do uh, uh, Sandy? <laughs> well, hey, SpongeBob. How are you doing? I, that sounds like that SpongeBob. Was, that wasn't. That was close. I'm very. F- I'm fine, Sandy. No, that was that. That's SpongeBob or what? Oh, I made a song. I can. I, I think that's, I can do that's, that's 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 Larry. Gary. That's Larry the cucumber. <laughs> See, I, th- they're so similar though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what about? Can you do? Um, well, hey, Gary. What's her name? Go. Um, no, I'm ugly. Then be proud of being ugly. SpongeBob's. Well, well, hey, SpongeBob. It's not her friend, but it's. Uh, the lady, the... I'm Patrick. It's not bad. I think you're pretty close. I mean, like... No! I, think, I think you're right. I think you mean right. Mrs. Puff? Not Mrs. Puff, but uh, the... Uh, Mr. Crab's daughter. Guess what? What's... I, I forgot yeah. her name, but Mrs. Crab's daughter. If any of you have played Metal Gear Solid 3... Yeah. Snake Eater. You will notice that... You won't notice at all. It's just completely invisible, but... The same person who does the voice for Mr. Crab's daughter, the whale, yeah. I forget her name. Sandy? Yeah, I wish I no, remember her name, Sandy. too. Sandy. I think it was like uh, Laura or something. Laura? I don't know. Uh, also does the voice for... Whoa. Also does the voice for the boss, which is a very serious, mature figure and an important one in the Metal Gear Solid story. And it's, it was pretty surprising when we found that out. Yeah. Because it's, it's like unbelievable. Thanks, almost. Dad! Like that. Yeah, I, don't I can't do the female voices, guys. It's just well, not possible. You know, there's a reason for that. Maybe I think. someday we need to do a, a whole voice thing. You just have to just like ask me to do some voices. Okay, you know, ask to Phil do to do voices. Write down what voices you want Phil to do, and he'll do them. We'll see if I can do him because I can give you all kinds of characters, Phil. Yeah, but we can't do it now. I know. We're just doing SpongeBob. Wait, wait, anyway, Mr. Plankton. That we're, we're talking about. I will destroy the whole world. No. Yeah. Uh, I would say you were about you were about seventy. My restaurant. Away. <laughs> yeah. That, ah, it's so hard. I can't do any voices, so I'm not what I'm talking about. Who else is there in SpongeBob? Since My wife. That yes. Was good. That was good. Yes, Mr. Plankton. Yeah. Oh, but I know you can do Plankton. No, that was bad. Can you do? Um. Uh. Has to be SpongeBob. Ah, uh, poop. I Gary. Gonna, I was gonna say. Um, meow. Meow. That's not bad. Except <laughs> you need to really obviously just be higher. Meow. Who else is there in SpongeBob? Wow. That's about it. Everybody else is kind of uh, a very background. Similar. You know what's funny? I love in SpongeBob is that um, there's so many those fish, the generic fish. Yeah, I love the generic the fish. I like there's, the ones. There's about the, five the one of them. with the brown pants. He's the best. He's the generic fish. I think he mentioned his pants once in an episode. He's like, <laughs> my pants or something. The one with the brown pants. I can't do it. But but what there is a SpongeBob at least what we've seen oh, the Kenny. first five seasons or something like that was it. How many seasons to be like? We watched it. It started at two. Television. It started in two thousand. I think we all remember when it started because we were there. Remember. We were there when it started. Really? So actual pilot and everything. Well, yep. not pilot. I guess did they show pilots on TV. Mm-hmm. 
They yeah, learn. sometimes they did. They had these different uh, Cartoon Network. Um, well, in Cartoon Network, they did. That they was had cool. what a cartoon. That was, was cool. That? No, no, no. I'm just listening to you. There's a little. There's a little buzz that happens when you move the microphone. Oh. They had a little. They had little cartoon segments uh, called What a Cartoon, the What a yeah. Cartoon Show, which are actually like pilots that they made in house. I think when they were building a new sort of cartoon line, and they were seeing which ones had the better views or something like that, which was what what a cartoon was. But that was really cool. I thought. I thought so the too. The cartoons hosted the shows. Oh, that's that. No, no, that, that's that's Cartoon Cartoon Fridays. Oh, so man. when when what a cartoon was finished, it was like partly Hanna Barbera and partly Cartoon Network themselves that sort of tried developing these new shows, like you know Powerpuff Girls, okay, um, uh, Dexter's Laboratory. Uh, I am you know, cow and chicken, and so when these things actually became and Johnny Bravo, of course, right? Johnny Bravo, I can't. That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst Johnny oh. Bravo voice award no! goes to no. I'm pretty sure the Johnny Bravo was based on Elvis. Of course, he had the Elvis voice. I'm the first person to discover this in the <laughs> world. Um, you know what's weird though? <laughs> Speaking of Cartoon Network uh, and Johnny Bravo, uh, man, I'm just the, the names are escaping me like crazy right now. Um, but the little girl that follows Susie. Bravo, Susie. Susie. Susie's design changed Susie. drastically. Yeah, they had a design from a change from season. the first, like the old seasons that were sort of done with Hanna Barbera to the other ones that were mm-hmm. done um, in house Cartoon Network Studios. Yeah, and they, they totally changed the design. I think it was only Susie. Yeah, Susie was through. a lot better from the first iteration. I do have to agree. Iteration. I don't even think anybody better. knows what we're talking about. Really? But, um, How do you know? How maybe do you know? it's me, man. People watch Cartoon Network. <laughs> well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so the SpongeBob thing I just wanted to mention was that yeah, uh, I totally didn't know SpongeBob Sponge was still Boy. going on. Me, Bob. It's weird. It's still going on. I thought they totally <laughs> finished. Mm-hmm. But there's a movie coming. Oh, out, the right? voice of Patrick was is in Hunchback of Notre Dame as one of the guards. Really? Yeah. He throws a, he throws a tomato during uh, Quasimodo's. Quasimodo. During Quasimodo's, uh, like when he gets uh, like sort of tied up. Yeah, at the festival displays, of yeah, ridicule. And he's like, "You think that's funny?" Now that's uh, funny. I remember that now. Yeah. Do you think that um, in Touchback of Notre Dame, would it be too serious if the gargoyles weren't in the movie? Because I remember we watched it a while yeah, ago. Yeah, we forget about the that. gargoyles. They're too wacky. I think it would have been. I think it would have been a little better without the gargoyles. Yeah. Um, it's a darker Disney film, definitely. Um, but I think that they they weren't necessarily. They weren't adding anything. They're just being stupid. Yeah, it felt more like they were kind of like had to be there. Mm-hmm. The story. But Hunchback is definitely one of the. I think the Hunchback. The Hunchback is one of the. Better. What am I talking about? Better. It's it's a good, yeah, it's a yeah. Good Disney it has movie. great music. Alan Menken is one of the musicians that uh, really like. It's hard for me to know that he was doing music. Alan Menken, he's really like versatile in terms of the stuff he does and stuff he creates. Because like I can never, I can never tell when he does like score because it's always kind of different. I think that has a lot to do with the way that he approaches music, which mm-hmm. is he does because for the Disney stuff, he always does it with the songs. So I bet he riffs off of the song, right? You know, that and incorporates that the into score. the score. So it has that sort of flavor of the song instead of trying to do things like John Williams does, which is very John Williams-y. Like, when you hear it, you hear it. You know, like... Yeah. Cool. We're not talking about music. Let's talk about favorite things. Jacob, what do you like doing in the morning? What's your favorite breakfast? Let's start with the morning. Okay, Jake, what do you like doing in the morning? Well, uh... Breakfast cereals are truly the best in the United States. I of have America. to say that too. I think we need a podcast episode. I did the awesome. podcast of just talking about cereals well, we because were, we're deprived of cereals. We are here. deprived of cereals because in Europe, unfortunately, 
When we're um, not in Chicago, obviously, in Europe. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. When we're not in Chicago or when we're, you know, visiting, you know, Caleb, like, in California and stuff. Remember when we did that once? Or did he come over? I can't remember. Um, but unfortunately, in Europe, the cereal selection, um, and I'm going to narrow it kind of down to, like, I always say, like, continental Europe, because, like, I don't know, I can't speak for England. other places. Like yeah. England England really feels like they always have everything. They suck. <laughs> um, it's unfair. They have everything. But it seems like to be limited here to very Kellogg's-y... Very, yeah, it's um, limited to like, yeah, Kellogg's and Nestle. Oh, Nestle, yeah, exactly. Nestle is uh, this, uh, I think it's a Danish. Yeah, is Nestle European or is it It's American? European. Okay. Uh, they partnered, but they're Nestle, huge. Nestle, what are we talking about? I thought it was Nestle. It's not. Huh. I don't know what the pronunciation. I know like American English is Nestle. I okay, think. whatever. I'll yeah. just say Nestle. You'll say okay. Nestle. Okay. And we'll see which one got got it right. Hey! Hey! Um... Yes. Yeah, so, <clears throat> so Nestle So and it's usually primarily those guys. Uh, there's different... F- uh, types of cereal. Yeah. Obviously, there's Frosted Flakes, which they don't call Frosted Flakes here. They call Frosties. Frosties. There's Corn Flakes, which is sort of like the standard. Which are called Corn Flakes? Oh, no, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. No. Yeah. Um, no, that's not then, true. Yes, they are. They're called Corn Flakes. I said, I was joking. I'm making a joke saying they're called Corned Flakes. Oh, Corn Flakes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't joke. notice. And there's all kinds of sort of like derivatives of yeah, it's weird because I think select it- cereals that we have in America. But if you think of any kind of exuberant. Yeah, or, or maybe like out of the... Kind of like out of the box thinking, kind yeah, of yeah, sort of like cereal. fun and you know sugary goodness. Yeah, not gonna happen here. Not really. No, uh, I'm trying to think of the main cereals. Let's say that we can get that are similar. Let's say Nesquik is a popular cereal here. It seems they used to have that. They started that in 2000. Yeah, with what happened to that Nesquik cereal in America? But they made the ball smaller, so it probably doesn't look like rabbit poop. Yeah, because there's a rabbit on the uh, on the cover <laughs> as a mascot. Yeah. So I wonder what's happening there. So in Europe, you get Nesquik with Jumbo. Yeah, you poop. get you get rabbit poop pretty much in the bowl, uh, and good, that's kind of our standard, which is a Nestle it's thing. It's similar to. But I wanted to say cocoa that cocoa puffs. Yes. That's what it's but better to. because it's more natural. You think, yeah, nice that's the one thing Europe has above uh, the United States when it comes to cereal is that most of their cereals uh, taste more natural yeah, and feel more true. wholesome. For example, I would, I would like, go to I would venture like s- Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs taste terrible in uh, in America. In America, uh, I would go to I would go as far as to say that most foods in Europe are yeah, more natural. Yeah, they're less. There's yeah. less additives and things. I know that I'm saying general things, but it's, at least from experience, I really do think that in Europe the food is generally healthier. Though the funny thing is that at the same time that can be sometimes a disadvantage. For example, when you get ingredients yep. like tomatoes and different things like canned mm-hmm. tomatoes or whatever, and you start you know making a recipe, sometimes the food doesn't end up as good as you'd hoped because mm-hmm. the food is so natural, so to speak. You have to add you know, more salt or compensate <laughs> or add yeah, more we spices. Had, we just say, had tacos today and uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little, it can be a little from. harder, you know, whereas in the States, you might get, you know, tomatoes in a can and they're ready kind of like, or they're kind of like finished in a way. They might yeah, have added yeah. more sugar, more flavors. So then it's like stuff is easier. But then again, maybe it's not so good for you in, in some mm, cases. So anyway, that's right. But cereals. Yeah. I just want to say that one of my favorite cereals probably We'll have to, to have be, a talk about that someday. We will, We're okay. going to have a breakfast talk of cereals. Well, let's, let's name a couple. If you guys are cereal fans like yeah. us, man, cereal. Cereal's awesome. I love cereal. Uh, favorite cereals. Let's just name a couple. Captain, from Cap- America? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, Captain Crunch. Peanut Butter Peanut Crunch. Peanut Butter Captain Crunch. I can't not... Crunch it, I cannot go for those, your pillows. They're fine. Classic. So pi- what if mm. they destroy your gums and make you like bleed? Not, it's not as special as Peanut Butter Crunch. Yeah, well, it's true. I, I have to say Peanut Butter Crunch, all-time favorite. That's like one of the classics. You don't like Let's Reese's Puffs? Let's just mention Puffs. a few things. That's, okay, we'll do that in the podcast. For, yeah. for that. Uh, trick cereal before they were balls, but I know that they were balls at the beginning, but then they changed to shapes in the 1980s, and then they changed back to balls. But since we grew up on the shapes, we're like, shapes. No, but I have to say that the shapes have an advantage because I agree. Uh, I agree. the shapes 
probably because of their uh, shapes. <laughs> they're not balls, they're not puffy. Great argument, it's a, Philip. No, it's the difference. It's, it's like, it's like uh, Cheetos, which we like as well. I love Cheetos. Do you like Flamin' Hot Cheetos? Oh, yeah. Flamin' Hot Cheetos. And they're a little too hot. They're too hot for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Well, that, was, that was the Kool-Aid, man. Well, I love Kool-Aid, too. I know, but we, we do have to say we miss a lot of the stuff. Like yeah, this is stuff Doritos, that you can't get in, you know, in, in Cheetos. Europe. And when we're in Chicago, we can't get out of Chicago. We're sort of like on we're house st- arrest. We're stuck in this. And yeah. there's like these agents who are like, you know, our, you know. Yeah. There are, uh, what do they call those, um, managers. And yep, they're always yep. like, no, we have to go, we have to go. And like, oh, exactly. Oh, oh, so uh, when we talk about some stuff here, uh, we can't anyway, actually Anyway, okay, so them. cereal. Yes, that's a good breakfast thing. I, I like to eat But I'm going to say like Cheetos. Cheetos okay. and the puffy Cheetos. Obviously, the the condensed original Cheetos have more flavor, and they're like bursting with taste mm-hmm. compared to the puffy ones, which are just puffy Cheetos. Though have been copied like a million times. They're I know, but like, puffs. but yeah, but the puffs are just not as uh, they're not as flavorsome because they so you, they're not are you so advocating condensed for the puffs because of the shape and uh, and it sort of traps most more of the powder onto yeah. those Cheetos. So that's why I'm saying that the shapes for the tricks cereal. Oh, I wrote time shakes. Um. The shape version, they're shaped like fruits. They actually have a more condensed uh, dosage of flavor in them because yes. of just because of how how they're shaped and how they're small dense. they are. That's the, that's the key, really, um, because when you bite into yes, them, yes, and they, and they trap more of the the, the the thing. So when they turn into puffs again, they're just sort of like blandy bland. Yes, lucky charms, Not as much flavor. Lucky charms, pretty good. That's me, lucky charms. They're magically delicious. We need to do this thing one time. Fifteen where... euros. Euros, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ireland. What are you doing with euros? Uh... We should do this one thing I talked to you about before, how we should take, we should buy two packs, euros. we should buy two boxes of Lucky Charms. Of Lucky Charms. Separate I know. The, <laughs> the grain I'm cereal. I'm sorry, Jacob. I disagree with you about from this. From the marshmallow cereal. No. And then we can get double the marshmallows. No. And put them, whoo, straight into that no. bowl. No, no, no. Why not? I know you and many other millions of adults and children uh, wish and dream for the same thing, but I say no. I say the reason uh, Lucky Charms is good is because of that combination of the cat food that we have mm-hmm. and the um, marshmallows. Shapes and things. And the marshmallow shapes. Do you know it's a good breakfast thing that's to eat why for breakfast? I, that's why I have to say that I'd really like to, I, I, would, I would definitely just keep going with the, putting both together. Okay. Because they, be they can't be separated. You know it's a good um, breakfast thing to eat here, though? What is? Not really a breakfast thing. It's more of a snack. But you can eat it for breakfast if you want. It's called Milchnitte. Milchnitte. Okay, so there's this company called Kinder, uh, and it's owned by a company called Ferrero. Ferrero Rocher. Is that what they call it? I think so. But yeah, Ferrero. They're a, uh, as you could guess, they're an Italian company. They have some stuff and some products in the United States as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think people know about Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, I think so. Rocher. With Pierce Brosnan. He's talking... I oh yes, he's the he's the he's the uh, mm. mass the um, mm. what do you call that? Uh, yes, words escape yes, me. Yes, for our spokesman. Yes. spokesman for But Milchnitte yes. are these really is this really cool snack which is very I don't know if it's very healthy but it's it's you know leaning on the side of. What do you think it has in it? I, I'll tell you what it has. And in this it. is also pretty good breakfast snack. It's, uh, any kind of think snack. of any think of the, of the look <laughs> of a um, ice cream sandwich. Yep. Not That's at right. all related. Like not related sandwich, to an ice cream but sandwich. Not Same shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top and bottom uh, layers are kind of this this strange kind of pastry-ish thing, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like um, spongy. It's spongy. Yeah, it's made out of honey. It's made out of honey, yeah, yeah, but it's brown. Yeah. And that in between that is a cream, and the cream is milk-based. Yeah. And that's all it is. And it, it tastes and really beautiful. good. it's beautiful. I love it. I wish it I could just great. go get a huge box of all the little packages. Oh, awesome. 
Yeah, we'll link that totally if you're mm-hmm, you should, yeah. curious okay, to know so about that. But you'll probably forget it, chances are, after this podcast is over. So yeah, no, well, right. well. There's but maybe some someday, like someday, that. you know, like strolling around in the shop, you'll be somewhere and be like, oh, what's this? Mielstedt, I remember this. What is this? And you'll pick it up and you'll try it. Okay, so let's see. What else are we talking about? Uh, so whatever. You want to start with whatever breakfast. you want to say. Like, um, um, for yeah. me, breakfast uh, always constitutes great, uh, you know, nutritional value. But yeah. I usually abuse that nutritional opportunity to make my body to work uh, out. energized, you know, and, and and healthy and fighting fit by going for to get waffles. And I love waffles. You know what's weird? Well, Do man, you love waffles, waffles Jacob? Oh, I miss waffles. Oh, yeah. See, that's They're another thing we miss. Waffles. And here's the thing. I know some people will be like, no, Belgian waffles. Belgian waffles are good. They're good. But I mean, like, you know, American waffles. I mean, come on. Syrup. It's yep. just great. That puffy butter Even that they Eggo make. Even Eggo waffles. Eggo waffles are just like, you pop them in a toaster. Eggo. Kellogg's, right? No, they don't have it here. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, what? Kellogg's Eggo waffles, yeah. Yeah, it's too bad they don't have that stuff here. It's <laughs> sweet, though. Um, a delicious part of this complete breakfast. You know breakfast. what's weird, though? I actually didn't used to eat breakfast. It was a stupid idea. Did you? Idea. That's stupid. Is that why you ago, got so tall and gangly? Like in sixth why? grade or something, I was like, I don't know why I didn't eat breakfast. Well, I and I wondered why I was like story. tired during the day and stuff. And then you realize <laughs> that's why breakfast is the most important part of your day. And then I learned. And I, that's why you can eat Kellogg's Eggo waffles along with Pop Tarts, okay. a tasty part of this complete breakfast. Here's a funny thing. Ready? I never really understood why some people like to eat Pop Tarts unpopped, untoasted. They're okay, untoasted. They're okay, but I'm saying like, but they're kind of. Oh, by the way, we don't have those in Europe either. We don't have those now. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? Maybe in the UK, <laughs> as usual. I was going to say uh, that I like the pop because like pop toasted because that's kind of like how they're yeah. supposed to be, you know, and they're warm. And I wonder what our friend, uh, another person I failed to mention last oh, time, no, who, who, who to mention was such people. a great uh, contributor to always responding and that's always awesome. listening to uh, our, our little, little, little podcast ramblings. Uh, Joan, hello. I think Joan. Joan? Joan of Arc? So, yeah. Okay, yes. how would you say Joan of Arc? Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc. So there you go. There you go. Fine. That's her. She's here. Hey! Yo. She's from the Philippines. And I wonder how what she thinks about Pop-Tarts yes. and stuff. If she's ever tried it or do, do, they, do you guys have them there? You're going to have to comment know. on Facebook now. Yes. Um, because, I don't know, Pop-Tarts are good. Yeah. And you get these off-brands like... It like doesn't matter. They all pops. taste fine. Yeah, because, yeah, no. But we don't have those in Europe. And we don't Too have maple bad. syrup either, unless you want to get those grade yeah, A maple syrup, which is yeah. official. Super expensive. A fish. Even yeah. though, like, Aunt Jemima's is, like, perfectly fine. Aunt Jemima. I love Aunt Jemima. I love Aunt Jemima. I thought she used to be real. <laughs> I thought she was real. Well, she and Uncle Ben sort of had an affair. Uncle Ben's not real, right? No. Oh. <laughs> too bad. See, these, these people really sound like. They uh, were but like, see, guess what? You think Uncle Ben wasn't uh, wasn't somewhere in Europe? Nope, he's in Europe all the time, every time, oh, everywhere. Yes, he His is. face, we see him all the time. He's like, I don't know, Peter with great power, with great responsibility. He's traveled the ocean. Has some rye rice. So yeah, uh, there was one time for some reason I also didn't eat lunch in high school. I don't know why. In high school, middle school. I don't know why I did that. I think it was like it was like it's a hassle eating lunch. But then I, I realized the folly of my ways, and I started eating lunch, and I felt better. Okay, cool. Okay, boring stories from Jake. Well, that, there we go. There's some breakfast. Did you hear us talk about fruits? <laughs> no. Foods. I said fruits. Oh. Vegetables? <laughs> no. Who needs, who needs vegetables? No, but seriously, like, would you prefer a salty or a sweet breakfast? <sighs> Both, preferably. I mean, like, if you think about the classic, here I go with my American ways. Oh, we didn't even say this, yeah. If you talk about the classic American breakfast, oh, here, yeah. right? Everyone, everyone has their favorite breakfast, right? But oh, classic American yeah. breakfast, you know, you got your pancakes with the syrup. Yeah. You got your crispy bacon. Oh, You got yeah. your eggs. 
You, you got, got your hash pants. browns. You got I your like sausages. Mine over easy. Huh? I like mine over easy. Over like, easy? You know, sunny side up. Not bad. Uh, scrambled eggs, I have sunny to say. Sunny side up. Are, are, you know, they're more kind of like, you know, convenient, hassle-free. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like that American breakfast is awesome. I think it's like beautiful. You have, every, you have all these and the you know, sausages. Yeah, yeah, the sausages. But the, the breakfast the sausages. sausages Guess what? We what? can't get those. Even if it says European no. breakfast, Italian sausage. No, <laughs> it's just American None guys. But do you know what the good thing is, Phil? That McDonald's is now introducing breakfast <laughs> in in in, in, in uh, here. Yeah, in in Croatia, Croatia. Yeah, they haven't had this since. They started last year, I think. With breakfast, right? Yeah they, yeah, they introduced it. And I think it was like, for example, in Austria, it was like yep. since, I don't know, 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, and it's cool. And they're bringing, they're bringing in the McMuffin, which is like... But the funny thing about McMuffins is you can make them at home. But yeah. then again, we don't have English muffins either. So we can't make any muffins. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> yes. So It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, breakfast. Cool. This, breakfast. This is kind of breakfast we like. I kind of like uh, the Swedish. This is the Swedish breakfast. Yeah, you, you're the, the My old... My accurate Swedish accent. The old crackers. The old crackers with some cream cheese and some... Cool. If we had some salmon, some smoked salmon, just put that on there, yeah. Doesn't sound bad. I love that stuff. I love all kinds of breakfasts, actually. I just like trying to get, you know... I do try to get eat a little healthy, so... Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get some of those cucumbers on a, on, on, on that cracker thing, on the whole wheat cracker mm-hmm. thing with the cream cheese and the... Good stuff, good stuff. So... When you finish breakfast, yeah. um, what do you then do? What do you think is a is a is a, is a proper um, thing to be doing next? What do you like? What what is it you like doing that doesn't concern, let's say, music? Because oh, that we can go through music uh, along, uh, you know, very uh, in depth. Because true, I wanted to say at least one thing you. about music though that I really like. Since one of my favorite things, right? <clears throat> I want to talk about how one of my favorite things about music. Your favorite oh, thing. One of my favorite things about music, at least about in making music, music is uh, this. This you know, for example, when you make music with other people, right? So me and Tim, right? We've made. Yeah. We've worked on stuff before. And I'm in your band. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you kind of you kind of been kicked out a long time ago. But really? You keep, but you keep saying I'm still in your band. <laughs> well, just let what just let contribute? me just let me keep believing. I'll be happy. You can believe, yeah. But we'll always say like you know, Phil's he's gaining <laughs> gaining musical insights. Like we said, learning the new ways in Australia or something. So you could be traveling the world and still looking. Okay, but I'm for still yourself. part of the band, right? The band is called Key to Progression. Sure. Yeah, Key to Progression. Uh, this project that me and Tim had kind of been working on, unfortunately, like I said before, a long time ago, we kind of stopped doing it because not much time, blah, 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 blah. But in the times that we have worked on stuff, um, usually it was uh, across continents. But the important thing is that I, my, one, of my, my, one of my favorite things about making music with someone else is it's kind of the coolest moment where at the time of making a song, for example... You're working on stuff, you're sending each other riffs and things, and then you kind of, you begin to like read each other very well. You know, you can be like, oh, I know that, you know, he might not like this, or, you know, maybe, you know, Tim will know like, oh, you know, he, he knows kind of what riffs I like and that kind of stuff. And you start building, for example, a song. And one of the coolest moments for me is when you realize that you, you kind of like click, you know, and you, you get the same ideas, the same ideas just arrive at each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you start making this song, which you're both, you know, proud of. You're like, oh, this is really cool, you know. Yeah. And it's stuff that, and if you think about it, it's just a really nice feeling because the odds are kind of low. You know what I mean? For example, like, you know, mm. coming up with the same similar ideas that you like and you have similar music So you have, do you have lots of experience with this? 
I mean, like with not this, with this not clicking, ton, uh, but I mean, like the songs we've done before, I've always I thought that was always <clears> fun, and I really like that because then when you get to the point and you finish a song, for example, and you go, "Wow, you know, like we we took our time. We, you know, it, it was maybe hard at the time working on mm-hmm. it. It, was, it took mm-hmm. effort and all these different things." Um, but in the end, and it, like I said, in the moment, it sounds sometimes bad. In the moment, you're like, ah, it's like, okay, you know, maybe this could be better or whatever. But then towards the end, you're like, oh, you know, this really worked out. You know? Yeah. And so for me, that's really, and I think that's maybe one of the reasons why, so for example, like, like we really as fun. musicians, you know, find sometimes it very you know, satisfying to, like, play music is because it's one of those things where, you know, you feel kind of, you know, excited that you actually made something like this. And it's something oh. that you like, you know, it's the like music you enjoy. Yes, you know? yes. So that's one of the things I was just wanted to say about yeah, music. Yeah, was yeah. I like that when it just clicks and it works and you keep going at it. So. I know that's I could relate the same thing with uh, when you're making a film or you're you know writing something and then you 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 might actually have some outside help and then you realize hey this is working so well Could yeah play? it's just yeah I, I totally understand what you're talking mm-hmm. about with, with but one thing definitely like for music. example I know that I have to work on at least in music because sometimes I when you're in a band I know that you do have to get used to kind of compromise in a way. You have to get used to sometimes giving up your ideas. Oh, of course, yes. For the sake of, let's say, a song or for the sake of a similar approach you want to take. Indeed, And I think that just stretches out into all kinds of collaborations because, you know, when you're doing your solo stuff, that's like when you can go like, I'm going to go all out and do all my own stuff, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you don't have someone else to tell you like, oh, maybe this isn't working or something like that, you know? So. Sometimes you can get stuck, you know, especially like when I when I do my solo stuff, there's music, I it's harder, it's a lot harder because I'm stuck, you know, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what to do anymore with this, you know, is the song structure good here? I don't know, it's, you know, it's, it gets a little bit more difficult. So, but yeah, I mean, like, you have to kind of be used to, I think, compromise as well in any collaboration. But yeah. that, again, like, it's it's also very uh, rewarding. When you do come up with stuff that's similar. Which but, yeah. is why we still have to make an album, Jacob. I know, dude. I want to do a cover album. Why can't we do the cover album? Yeah, we could do a cover album. I know, but it's like, because the problem with the cover album is that I don't know exactly what would be the, like, okay, for for me at least, I would love to make music, you know, that the music that I like, and I would like to maybe say some things with the music, but with a cover album, unless it was just purely, like, what, is it, you want to make it funny or do you make it good or what? I just want to make it funny, like, entertaining and cool and exciting, and it's it's sort of a new thing. It's just sort of like expanding the original songs because okay. you know, there's some select songs that I would love to, you know, make like sort of remaster, make it sound open and spacious yeah. and and big and verbose. Mm-hmm. But like for example, I guess it maybe it's a little more difficult for me because like some of the songs. Well, I said that really fast. Uh, some of the songs that you picked are more to your. You need liking. a drink of water, my friend. Do you have any water? You should go get some water. I think I might get some water because I can hear that. Hey, we're back. Oh, Jacob has water. Oh, man. What? Water. What? Water. He has water. The liquor, liquor of life. Oh, water. Truly. Water. 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 You know, I kind of miss, okay. miss having songs on this podcast. Uh, well, <laughs> I miss having our little, at the beginning. Uh, do you like that intro? I kind of like it. I don't it's not know. bad. I Let's think... ask the audience. Okay. Can Blue Skadood, should we skadoo? What? Yes. Should we have a main title song again? Or do you kind of want and don't want it on there? I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But I kind of like it. We could use it. Okay, so what we're talking about? We're talking about music, right? Yeah, we're talking about that. I talked last time, I think, about movie theaters and how much I like the experience Mm -hmm. of getting in there and feeling like you're going into this 
this new environment yeah. and everything. I think we talked about that. So that's one of the things I really love. Yeah, I totally agree. I think movies... I love seeing new things like when it comes to experiencing sort of new ways to tell stories mm-hmm. or show people new environments and new places because I think that's like the main thing for me. I love that stuff. What about you, Jacob? Um, are you talking about uh, strictly uh, through film or are you meaning... Anything. Anything. Because I love video games and I love huh, yeah. new, knowing how you can do new interactive ways to get people do you in know this what? world I will tell you, that you're trying to show and these stories that you're trying to tell. I think that's a really good way of looking at it. I will tell you that I, I sometimes have a hard I sometimes have a hard time coming up with new ways. <laughs> Is the water uh, too much for you, buddy? I, I'm one of those water persons that I think I like, for example, uh, tradition in the sense of like, you know, oh, really? books, for example. You know, books have been around a for square. so We have Kindles long. now. Kindles are books. <laughs> and, well, uh, we have audiobooks. And so sometimes <laughs> I think about... Just gotta listen to it. No need to read. Yeah, what do you think of audiobooks? What do you think of audiobooks? Uh, I don't know. Um... What do you think? I think audiobooks... Is there any benefit for, like, sort of just training your eyes to read faster or just, um, just to get used to or just sort of remember all the words, you know, when you're reading? I think it's a different experience. With your eyes. It is I, a different experience. I think audiobooks work better for fiction, definitely. I think nonfiction. <laughs> yeah, I remember I, I, remember yeah, I listened were, to something yeah. nonfiction. I started listening to it. I was like, uh, maybe I didn't give it a chance, but I feel like uh, a lot of times nonfiction... Um, you have more time to contemplate when you read stuff that's nonfiction yeah. on paper, you know, and I feel definitely, like that's, that's more of the way maybe the author intended. Audiobooks, I feel, especially like fiction, they become more like, you know, audio dramas when you listen to them on an yeah, audiobook. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, um, but anyway, we're talking about, uh, you're talking about mediums of mm-hmm. telling stories and things. Mm-hmm. For me, it's anything goes. I love yeah, it Yeah, I mean, that's really good though. All, especially, you know, the more appropriate for the subject it is. Yeah. And the more immersed you can get someone for this appropriate subject, like I'm not talking about someone who's who has you know compulsive diarrhea all the yeah. time, and you don't want to you know like Oculus Rift, and you're like, no, yeah, no, not like that. But I mean, like <laughs> that was terrible. I need to really back this up with something good. But like okay. open worlds, like the Halo universe, you go inside and you can actually just see this world all around you. You can see the story play out in front of you as if you were an observer in that space. Yes. Yes. That sort of stuff just makes me, and so I always, cool, I'm always on the lookout for for an ex Mrs. Malcolm. No, I'm just kidding. I'm always <laughs> yeah. on the lookout for uh, for new ways so we can, you know, make the experience more real. And I more love real. that stuff. So, what do you think? Yeah, dude. I mean, like, I I think that's awesome that you look at it that way. Like I said, I have sometimes have a hard time, and I feel like sometimes for me, um, I tend to look at it the way. For example, like we're talking about music, I tend to look at it like how far can I take this medium, you know, mm. music, and how mm. much can I do with those tools. And work within that, you know. Whereas, for example, for me, it's sometimes hard to, like, imagine, like, you know, I like certain styles of music, and it's harder for me to, you know, think of, like, oh, I'm going to think of this idea where I just play this Indian sitar or something. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to change it, I'm going to start, you know. Um, so that that's, like, a little bit harder for me, but I feel like what you're saying is good because you're exploring. Because, you know, in the end, this, the goal is, like, storytelling. I think even in music, storytelling yeah, is a goal as well. It's, uh reaching people but I wanted to say though as well speaking of film I think (laughs) are you quoting something no no Um, speaking of speaking of film something that I always found interesting was that movies are a medium that are so immersive and so immediate that Uh, I feel like um, when you go watch a movie you know sometimes you can you can get so involved you know emotionally and you get into the you get into that world right Mm -hmm. and what's interesting is because when you compare mediums they offer such different 
things, you know. You go watch a movie and it's so immediate, so immersive that sometimes you wonder like, oh man, music compared to this, like, it just, it sucks. Because it's like, music, really? I yeah. don't compare them. You don't compare them? No. That's actually good. I think maybe I should start you doing should that. You should stop doing well, that. Well, no, I'm, I'm starting. I'm starting to yeah. stop. But I'm saying like, <laughs> starting to but stop. it is something interesting that I've always found, whereas, you know, music is a, is a kind of medium which is, you know, songs are shorter. Um, you li- listen in a different environment, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's told through music, it's told through lyrics and stuff like that. So it's a very different style. But listen to this. You, you know can, music has the advantage of you being able to listen to it at any time. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I mean, it offers different things. Shut up. I don't care about your iPhones. Yeah, no, no, don't listen to stuff on my iPhones. Bad idea. No, I'm talking about movies. So I don't care about your iPhones. Oh, oh I can take my movies on my iPhones while I'm, while I'm ha- know, hiking but, in the woods. But some people <laughs> listen to music on their iPhone speaker. That's garbage. And it's funny. Producers have said, have said like, we have to, we have to mix in mind for people. No. They're like, no. No, just let them have the inferior product. Because they're not exactly, listening to Exactly, because if you want right to listen way. to music, get yourself like an okay pair of headphones or something. Okay, yeah, that's right. Are you committing to the music? Why does the music have to bend exactly. down and commit to your stupid little... Yeah, but anyway, it, that... <laughs> Here, here's a, here's a song. Oh, I like the, like the Guardian Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah, exactly. That's how it sounds. Um, so that's that's also that. Yeah, though I probably, I probably no offense to anybody who actually does listen to that. I'm sure you guys have your reasons. We're yeah, not, I think so. Not, but I I assume you all know that that's not the ideal and preferred yeah, I mean, way. To I think as long as you something. know, it's not the yeah. ideal. Like we were talking about. Remember? Uh, okay, bringing this is also to do a film again. I know we kept talking about film, but um, okay, I love him. Uh, Kermode, Mark Kermode, right. was talking about how this is kind of phenomena to. Phenomenal. Watch leaked stuff to watch leaked movies and to oh, yeah, leak yeah, yeah. scripts. There were a lot of leaks that came out this year, like Doctor Who, yeah. the new one. We we also got to see that. Yeah, I know we did. I know. Okay, well, I, oh, man, I ha- I have like a little my my view on that is a little bit different. I mean, like I I know totally agree. I, I could tell you exactly okay, my go. view. Well, okay, um, my view on watching leaked things. Well, can we just tell you what Kermode said? Kind of what Kermode was getting at was that he said that you know uh, filmmakers make. Movies or TV show people, they make TV show people. I just, I just TV show diminish people, them yeah. so so low. Uh, filmmakers make movies and they they want to present them the way they were intended, you know. And so when leaked stuff comes out, you're watching something that's unfinished. It's almost like you're going to somewhere that has you're not supposed to be there. You're not supposed to be watching this movie. You know, it's not intended for you. To, stop moving your stop moving. I can hear. It's not intended for, intended for you to see the movie at this time, you know. Mm-hmm. And so Kuramoto's getting at is that true fans of something. Uh, of a show or of a film or a filmmaker, um, will wait till the movie is finished and, it, and it's shown how it's intended to be. So yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it's also kind of like I know how people would feel when they're making the thing; they're trying to finish it for you, so you can get excited over the things that they're trying to do. And then what happens is the, the leak comes out, like in this case, Doctor Who, and then all the fans start scrambling and watching this thing. And yeah. there's like a T-Rex, and it's a storyboard. And it's like, oh, if only you waited, we could have shown you the awesome T-Rex yeah. that we were making, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. And that's my attitude towards movies in general. Like, for me, leaks and stuff, like, I can watch them if I'm not too, like, excited. Like, there's two versions. There's yeah. there's two attitudes I have towards movies. There's most of the time, most movies, where mm-hmm. I don't care that much about being surprised or anything. So Yeah, that that's where I would say is kind of the, for me at least, yeah. is that it can depend, so to speak. It's not really yeah. so much an all or nothing thing mm-hmm. with the leaks. You know, because sometimes there are, let's say, shows or something you're not really that interested in, you know, and you're like, oh, you know, I don't really mind, you know, I'm not really so much looking forward to this show. And yeah. so then when the leak comes out, you're like, okay, fine, you're like, check it out. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. And 
for those cases, I am perfectly fine knowing spoilers and stuff because for me, I look at movies not as a way to excite myself because as you all know, I'm not too excited whenever I talk about movies or whenever I'm ready to watch a movie or whatever, which is ironic uh, and kind of sar- yeah, ironic considering I just talked about how movies are so exciting because you the lights go down and you see the you know you know you want mm-hmm. to be transported, but I think uh, for people like me and I'm I don't know about you but okay. for me it's more it's more of if someone next to me is getting excited about something and I like the movie too I get excitement from them more than I do from the movie itself yeah so like we have our like how old was he then like 9 9 year old uh who no no he was 5 6 who? 6 it's like 6 yeah our 7 year old uh first cousin once removed which is our second nephew, pretty much. I don't know why they just don't call them that. I know, right? We're second yeah, Benny, uncles. You know, We're little kid, uncles. six years old. He came over to our place in the, in the States once. He and his sisters, you know, they're all little, those little munchkin twerps. And uh, they came over and uh, he never saw Star Wars, the original Star Wars. So what do you think we did? I was so excited. I was like, yes, you're going to watch Star Wars. Get the Wars. Star Wars DVD. Yeah. And it's like we watched, well, we didn't watch the 2004. No, We're going to we talk about that soon. But uh, we we watched the original with him, and for me, it was more exciting to have someone else sit there and watch a movie that I liked than actually having to watch it myself. So whenever I go and watch a movie, when I go into a movie, I'm thinking of it like in a critical way because for me, it's you know movie making. It's fun for me that way. And for me, when I see something exciting happen on the screen, and I know how much it means to the audience or the fans, that's how I get excited. I get excited through other people's excitement. Mm-hmm. So whenever I watch a movie or see a movie, most of the time it's that way. It's sort of like getting excitement through other people's excitement if it's a good movie that I like too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's certainly though, right, moments where you've watched movies, yeah, yeah, and you've gotten inspired, and if you, you've, it's you know, yeah, of course, struck you in a certain way. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but those are kind of few and in between. But for me, those aren't as important as having other people getting excited. Because yeah. for me, I always want to, like, you know, because I'd like to make movies and I hope people will be excited by watching that movie. And that will make me, like, oh, oh. That'll <laughs> yeah. make me go, I'm still shaking. But, but I'm still I, shaking. I, my heart's putting. My heart's putting. I can't type. That's, that's what's going to make me do that. I think that's part other of Other people saying that. Not yeah. not other people saying, my heart's pounding, but no, just other no. people saying, that was really good. I liked it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's part you of know. being uh, just someone who makes stuff, I guess. When you make stuff, it's you know, in a sense for other people, right? Yeah, and so, like, when I'm looking around, I, in real life, like, I just, I don't, uh, I don't necessarily go, shut up, I have to watch this movie. Hmm." Yeah. You know, that's not, that's not. Yeah, yeah, I know. I hope I clear that up. That was what I like. What do you like? Now, your turn. Now, just think of anything. It doesn't have to be movies. It doesn't have to be media. Okay. Um, Like, what kind of feelings do you like? What, what is there that you like? Oh, I got, I got one. You can go. Okay. Okay, I want to go. Um, if you have something. Who was think I was thinking about this. Don't have anything right now, but go. I like airports. Yeah, I was going to talk about I was airports. I say something similar. Uh, not necessarily airports, but I guess it is a feeling kind of like that. Um, yeah, airports. I don't know what it like is, airports. but we usually, when we were kids and stuff, we used to travel around because our parents were missionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always got on planes a lot. And every year from 2000 to 2000, and, or 1999 to 2000 and. 11, I think, we always had a yearly sort of visit back to Croatia from the States. Yeah. So we always had uh, plane rides to go to. Yeah. And then I had some other plane rides to go to as well, down the line, somewhere like that. 
thing is, I don't like uh, the process of going through the, you know, the mm-hmm. horribleness of plane travel. But I do love the smells of the of most of the airports because now you're thinking, ew, you mean the sweaty people and stuff? No, <laughs> there's nothing about that that's like that. Come on, man. No, it's just the atmosphere that it comes with it. It feels like you're traveling to destinations. People are traveling everywhere else, and you can feel that smell. And then you go inside the airplane, you can hear the, you know. And then guess what? The pilot's like. <laughs> and um, what else? I think you, I think you probably like airports a little more than I do, but I totally, like, I totally it, agree. It just though. feels like this airy thing, like you're going somewhere. You're gonna be somewhere cool, and it feels, it feels like, like you know, it just feels so yeah. not adventurous, but just like. Comfortable, not comfortable, because like I, ironically, the seats are not comfortable when you're on coach. Yeah. Uh, but it just feels like it just feels. I don't know. There's some kind of a cool feeling about it. I love the smell. I wish there was like a candle, like airport smell. Or see, the thing is, people probably think that I'm thinking of like you know sweaty pits and people. No, but you're, you're thinking of like carpet smells. <laughs> well, <laughs> like new carpet. Yeah, I know. The new carpet smell. Like new the, carpet, and I mean there is yeah. there is a, there is like every place you go to, I think has some distinct smell. And it's always fun exploring general. airports because you can always find these shops and these different uh, restaurants and whatever. And I don't know, it's just cool. It's, yeah, I think one of the nice things about airports is, I guess that we've been um, to a bunch of airports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, I think that um, part of it has to do with uh, it. Kind of feels like a very transitional kind of thing. It's not like you know. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, but even if you, like, uh, get held off once or twice with a plane, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like when you have to go, like, oh, and then they have, the And then they hotel. provide you with a, like, hotel to stay in the night. Yeah. That's also fun. I don't know. It's just so, it's just cool. Yeah. Uh, I like think, that. Yeah, and airplanes. Speaking of, speaking of mean, air, airports and airplanes, I guess I would say probably, I was thinking about this, maybe one of my favorite things was always coming back to the States was always fun. That's a good feeling. I really love that. Cause it, I don't know, it's a Midwestern, it's yeah. Indiana. I don't know, every time we sort of did this traveling stuff and we came back there, we always went to connecting flights, which was from Zagreb most of the time, which is the capital of Croatia, to... Uh, Usually Frankfurt. Frankfurt or Munich in Germany. And then from there, you take a huge plane and you go across the ocean to most of the time it was Chicago, where we are now in our high-tech studio. Absolutely. (laughs) And then from there to Indiana. Now, the one from Chicago, which is usually O'Hare Airport, which is, you know, a disaster all the time. (laughs) It's It's one of the most busiest airports. It's just, it's it's crazy town, crazy town. It's crazy town Um, over there in O'Hare. And then then going from O'Hare was always the last leg was going with the last plane from O'Hare to Indianapolis. Yeah. And it was always this just hour flight, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, this is the last one. And, and we're, we're almost Everybody's home. so tired and jet-lagged. And exactly. Just fall asleep. And it's just, and you can smell, like, America smells totally different from Europe. Absolutely, yeah. Just, like, the buildings and the, the it's airplanes. Everything. It's and the everything. culmination of, like, all kinds of different things. And it always felt, like, not, not such a big deal when you're taking an airplane from Chicago to Indianapolis. Yeah, but no, like or any other you know surrounding areas. What I love though is that you just you let's say when you're in New York, you, for, you forget about all that stuff. You forget about what yeah, it yeah, feels yeah. like, you know, to be an American. You go there, and then you get there, and it's like oh, yeah, everything comes back to you, you know. Yeah. And so what I always love that feeling, right? And then you're yeah, like, the look, feeling. there's a water fountain. Yeah, it's like you get reminded of all yeah. the stuff that you know you grew up with stuff. And what I like as well was that last leg going back to uh, from Indianapolis, sorry, from O'Hare to Indianapolis, and we were driving back, you know. To our house. Was and this things. 1999? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it was generally. Ah, this is the nostalgic time of 1999. This is, this Star Wars Episode One came time. out, and we went to Taco Bell. 
Oh man, I remember that. That, that was, was the amazing. best Taco Bell ever. I don't know why. It was dusk, you know, like the sun just went down. It was all purpley blue yeah. and stuff. And we're just driving, you know, going to our house. Yeah. Right? With our uncle and our mm-hmm. cousin and our dad, aunt. they and all mom. came to pick us up and everything. This was when I was like, I was ten. You were, ooh, I was every six, time six, yeah. six, six, and we were like really tired and like let's stop at Taco Bell. It's like Taco Bell. I haven't seen Taco Bell in such a long time. <laughs> yes. Just like now, come here, come Taco Bell. And uh, when we were there, it was all Star Wars Episode One, right? Uh-huh. We a huge campaign. It was just nostalgic. And stuff. I was a little fart. Nostalgic. I was a little fart, and I was like, I don't want to. You ordered a taco with tomatoes and lettuce. I, I can only eat meat you and sound cheese like a smoker, tacos. Like an old man. Well, if I was an old man, that's what I would sound like. <laughs> talking about old stories. Uh, and going back, I love that. And I love just like, you know, you're dead tired and you wake up the next day and it's like, ah. And it's like, freshness. You know, all our friends and stuff. You Let's get to go get some out. American donuts, which we can't get here yes, yet. Yes. And that's what I was going to say. <laughs> going to the shop. It wasn't anything like extraordinary, but with our parents, we went to this little shop called Nick's Donuts. Yeah. And I just always loved doing that because that's like kind of a customary thing we did when we came back. Yeah, yeah. We went and like, yes, donuts. Chocolate like, milk. Chocolate milk from that little free, from that little fridge, you yeah. know, with the glass. And you pick your chocolate milk and there's always this blue milk. And people who've gone to McCartney's, school in America, yeah. you'll, re- you'll remember these little blue prairie farms. Or maybe in the Midwest, I can't remember. Um, little blue, little blue cartons, mini yeah, cartons yeah, yeah. and brown ones. Brown ones was the way to go. That was chocolate. And the black milk. and orange ones were orange juice. Orange juice, yeah. Never yeah. got that. But no. Brown, chocolate milk. Yes. Get that. Pick out your donuts. Yep. Maple donuts. It donut, was like a please. classic sort of diner setup. Right? Yeah, it was nothing, absolutely nothing like special in terms of like, no. I'm sure the donuts were normal, standard donuts. But, you know, pick out your maple, pick your uh, vanilla, yeah. your honey glazed. And then you sit down and you eat donuts. And our friends would come over. Yeah. And this was like 6 a.m. because we had jet lag. So we exactly. Wake up you wake up, you're like, yes. Go there, get some donuts, come back, do some little shopping right next door, like at the supermarket yeah. in America. And then you're like, oh, look, Pop-Tarts, Cheetos, all this deliciousness. Exactly, right? yeah. And then you come back and you wait a little bit and then your friends come over. And what do you do? We whip up, I think, what was this, 1999? Or are we still in 1999 mode? Because like yeah. 1999, 2001, 2002... We would like have a PS2, PlayStation 2, and we would take it up, and then we would go to video stores and rent video games and play them. And yeah, I mean, like it was really fun. Yeah. I enjoyed that. And stuff. It, it was really just that moment, I think, before routine just kicks in. You know, especially yeah. later, like in, in the two, later two thousands, was that you know you'd go to school, stuff would start again, and you wouldn't feel so you know, magical yeah. and become regular, which happens, you know. It was fun But it was stuff. just that moment before that. Oh, that's one of my favorite There has things. to be a way to describe these things because I want to share those because those are the best, those are sort of the I know, best but I think, you know, it, it is a mixture though of nostalgia, like yeah, personal yeah. nostalgia, and it's also a mix of just how we felt. I mean, that's, that's all it is. I don't know. Okay. It's hard to describe. Enough of, of this garbage. What else would you like? Um, let's think. Um, so we're talking about just kind of general... Right, stuff we yeah. do, stuff we like well, to I do. Well, I don't like camping, that's for sure. Camping? I don't think we've ever done camping, have we? Have we done camping before? I slept in the tent once or we twice. We did camping once, I think. It was but terrible. it wasn't super camping. It was like at a place or something, anyway. Um, it was terrible. Think. I hate sleeping in a tent. It just hurts. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's but sleeping tough. outside, funny enough, that isn't that bad. I think it's just the tent, because like, sort of, it's sort of the circulation of the air. Isn't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, do you have anything else or no? Maybe let's, think, let's think about stuff that I guess we like to do, I suppose. Um, I like to draw. Drawing, yeah. But I well, haven't, I I haven't done so in a long time. Drawing? 
like two weeks, I haven't done anything like what, cause you're substantially. Pen yeah, yeah. It's not like that. For those of you, guess what? Newsflash! What? I don't have anything yet. <laughs> oh, I do. I still have a tablet. You know, it's old. Even though it's good, but I mean, I can never get used to it. I think it's something to do with me. But don't, didn't you say how some people use the pen tablet? Um, and they say it's better. Oh, my goodness. And they say it's better than uh, using um, Cintiq. Cintiq. Uh, the Cintiq, which is the screen where you can draw on. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on what you're working on. They were talking about speed paints, sort mm -hmm. of like those really quick uh, environmental drawings for yeah. concept art, which makes more sense because you can do a smaller, you can do smaller brush strokes yeah. on the tablet and it will show a little bit bigger on the screen. Because oh. that's how you use a tablet. That's that's the only sort of advantage. Right. But, you know, there's other people who don't have a hard time getting accurate lines. But me, it's been four years. Five years, excuse me. And it's still it's still the same as it always was. It's still really difficult. Maybe yeah. you need a bigger screen. No, no shut up. Shut up, you fool. I like collecting miniatures. They're fun. I mean, you used to collect. Used I used to. Like to. I'm still waiting for the day I can whip them back up and repaint those. We used to have, uh, you know, Games Workshop. Have anybody mm -hmm. you know? Does anybody you yeah know about Games Workshop? I really thought for a second that someone's gonna reply right now and say like, Yeah, I do. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, Warhammer, Warhammer 40k. Uh, then they had Lord of the Rings, which was a big thing. When That's Lord when we got started. Yeah. And we didn't. We, then we sort got... of seriously decided to like play the game. So we got like the battle kits and everything. And we never really got started, so to speak. I painted them. Maybe we did. We, With Lord of the Rings, like that's what we did seriously. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. for example, Warhammer 40k, that stuff. No, we just, we just sort like, of bought random miniatures, which are yeah. overpriced. <laughs> so you think you can pay better now, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I just haven't tried in a very long time. Hmm. But I will because I have all these old ones from 2000 that have horrible paint jobs and I will yeah. bleach them out and start over. It's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. It's awesome. Do you have anything or no? <clears throat> uh, I like walking around and not talking at all. Yeah, I think, you know what? Like, you honest, know, just like going outside, walking in a park or some kind of like just foresty area and just making a nice little circle and just thinking about stuff. I kind of like that. Yeah. Just sort of sitting down and just going, huh. I have to totally agree. And think, think, think. Think, think. I think I'm probably more, uh, definitely I would say, uh, more of an introvert but see it's strange because introverts there's different kinds of introverts you know and i guess for me it's harder to talk to other people that i don't know you know and kind of open up but then again you know uh i'm not inclined necessarily so much to you know hog the spot you're better than me that. what yeah because you usually start talking to someone and you can easily talk well i the, sort the, of just go into the distance and shut up but the thing is that ironically on this podcast lots of irony here um i'm the one who keeps talking the most yeah that's, that's true. But that's listen, weird. but I think the reason for that is that uh, at least I'm a little bit beginning to learn that I guess there's some things that you just kind of have to do even though you don't like it. You know, that's why sometimes, you know, yeah. if I have to talk to someone, you know, I'll do it, you know, I know because I have to, you know, otherwise we'll just be standing around here going, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, but I wanted to say, we were talking about thinking, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I I actually enjoy, like, for example, like, yeah, going places by myself. To I really don't mind And it. thinking there, yep. which is where we do all our life and death. Our life thinking is just yeah. right on the toilet. Uh, and I like, yeah, I like actually, to say, going alone. Like, I go to university alone uh, with a bus and stuff. Oh, and that's I, nice. I, I really, I really don't mind. I mean, I actually like it. It's fun because it gives me a lot of time to think about a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, and it's... It's really not that bad. It's really not that bad. Oh, sorry. Because some people don't like, some people don't like, uh, you know, silence. Some people don't like 
being with themselves. Do you like I, silence? Do you? Write us a letter. Well, do you? Uh, let's see what else. Um, <laughs> reading. I like reading. But the thing is... I like, don't. You don't like reading? Not really. Really? What? It's that's difficult. not true. It's like, I have to put, make time for it. I yes, have to sit down and then just go, okay, I'm reading now. No, I don't want to yes, just read. Yes, Philip, that's the time to read. I can do it. I can do it when I'm outside and I'm thinking. But then I'll be like, oh, I got an audiobook. I can do I can do my walking around and listening. No, <laughs> no. Uh, yes, reading. I can't classify myself as a reader. I can't. I can't do it. I can't justify it because I don't but you read got the that glasses, often. Man. I know, but I don't read that often. But when I do, it's uh, and especially for stuff that I like, it's really definitely enjoyable. And I think reading is something that everyone should. Everyone should try. Everyone should do. Well, definitely. You I know, try I mean, to do. I've it more done often. some reading in my time. Philip, you've done reading in time. <laughs> think about it, man. You've read. Uh, several stuff, novels, several novels that I are I like reading well nonfiction known. more than I do fiction. Yes, that's, a, total, that's a good thing I to talk about. Totally actually. agree with you. I like yeah. I like nonfiction much better. Yeah, because I guess it's sometimes because I, it feels like you're learning something. Yeah, you're learning something. You're getting someone else's viewpoint. You know, you're getting someone else's perspective. You know, mm-hmm. when you're reading a nonfiction, uh, usually is I, I think typically not always. It depends what you're reading, um, but it has to do with you know. Uh, putting something out there, whereas, of course, fiction is also doing that. But fiction is is telling stories, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I guess it's something that's harder for me to read fiction because you know, I, t- I tell myself like this is an idiot thing, but I like I can watch the movie or something like that. You know what I mean? Like sometimes fiction is harder to to delve into because it takes a lot of time and stuff. And then yeah, you're reading yeah, a story yeah, yeah. in the end. What if you know? So anyway, um, but yeah, I def- but there's some fiction that I really like. Mm-hmm. Which I I do really like. Yes. Like, you know, I mean, there's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, so I was going to talk about some stuff. Yeah. Great series. There's Michael Crichton's books, which I've only read one of, but I would like to read more. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. That's a great book, Jurassic Park. It's fantastic I loved book. it. And it was really nice because I think Jurassic Park, what it did so well was that it combined, uh, there was, a, it was an adventure book, I think. But it was also, you know, subtext, subtext, you know, there was stuff like philosophical elements, like uh, when you have Ian Malcolm talking about a lot yeah. of stuff. That's Michael, apparently that's Michael Crichton's sort of strongest Style. thing, yeah. It's really he good because he, he blends does, those two. Yeah, he does the research and everything to make it seem really real. Yeah, and there's also uh, very much scientific uh, blending in there. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, he doesn't go find up some, he's actually, like Magic, he does the research. Yeah. It's good. Jurassic Park, I mean, that's, that's stuff like that. Hitchhiker's Guide, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you read Lord of the Rings like a hundred, two thousand like, times. That goes without saying. I mean, I've read it for the audiobook that I did. Yeah, that's the thing. Otherwise, I wouldn't have read it so many times. Mm. But now I know all the lines. <laughs> Every time someone just opens the book, you can just read a random passage from Lord of the Rings. I'll probably know who said it and where it's from. Yeah, yeah. See, I cannot do that. But that's because I did it out of necessity. And I think that this is a great thing about movies uh, when you're making movies or doing projects like uh-huh. these audiobooks is that you delve into the things so you can out of necessity. Mm-hmm. When you get out of it, you know all of ab- about it. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. You know all about it, and I think that's a great learning tool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> learning, woo! Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's there's a limited amount of fiction novels and stuff that I sort of like, but most of the time it's usually <laughs> what surprise surprise usually just making of books that I like reading about. Oh yeah, making of and books, art yeah. of books because all the pretty pictures and um, yeah, just reading yeah, movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I like. Uh, let's see what. Let's see what I like. I like going to bookstores. Bookstores are amazing, dude. I, lo- I love bookstores. I love bookstores. They're too. great. I wish there was more bookstores here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the, the the hardest thing though I think is um, the best bookstores are like the too bad Borders got taken down. I don't know what happened there. They just they just got bankrupt. Problems, problems. Yeah, yeah. 
It was great, though. But they, they're still Barnes & Noble, mm-hmm. the same thing. They don't have those here, by the way. Um, no, no But yeah, Google. but it's great because they always have this coffee shop right next door, and it smells like coffee, and it smells mm-hmm. like books, and it smells like new books, and it's great to just browse around. Yes. Also, I like just like going to malls. I just like going to shopping centers. Shop? Yeah, I mean... They started getting yeah. really boring now. I don't know, maybe because we're here and not in the States. But in the States, it was also kind of boring In the States, well. it's pretty boring. I mean, in terms of malls, the I mean... The layout is bad, yeah. The layout, I don't know who is in, who is in, who's in charge of layouts. But, I mean, they're fine. They, they do... They're, they're they too, serve their purpose they're for convenience, They're too utilitarian. That's, yeah. that's the bottom line. They're too utilitarian. Yeah, it's just I mean, the whoosh. food courts in this whole section, yeah. convenient. Is it very aesthetically amazing? No. No, not really. But you compare it to shopping city Zud, which is in Austria, yeah. in, uh, next to Mödling in Wiener Neudorf. Yeah. Um, this is a shopping center we used to go as kids and mm-hmm. still go to occasionally just, you know, just for funsies yeah. Yeah. Uh, whenever we visit Austria. And it's just this huge, big, you know, it's just this big, uh, you know, shopping center that was built mm-hmm. sometime in the early 80s. Yeah. Or maybe even late 70s. I think it's late 70s, something like that. Uh, but they renovated mm. everything now. Which yeah. we still haven't seen yet. We didn't see the complete renovation, Jacob. We got to go there and well see done. it. Well they have uh, the way they laid it out, though, is great because it it's not just a strip, like yeah. one long pathway, like this wide and mm-hmm. wide and straight road, mm-hmm. um, like in the states. It's this uh, just upstairs, downstairs, moving, turning, yeah. down, up, left, right. Yeah, I mean, there's like all kinds. It's of... like it's so fun. It's like a city. It's like, uh, but one of those exciting narrow cities you see in mm-hmm. movies where you have to have a you know gun chase, you know, chasing the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, in the mall. But so that's what it looks like. It looks like those buildings that you can just hide behind. There's like alleyways. Yeah, something like that, and uh, everything's scattered. There's no dedicated food court. Yeah, that's the there's thing. There's just really. a restaurant there. You walk around. And, uh, yeah. Oh, there's another store. There's another store. Restaurant there. And there's, and there's specialty stores, which is still great because that's, yeah. that's where I usually go to. Bookstores, electronic stores, uh, specialty stores. Specialty stores are great, though. <laughs> and that's that's most of my shopping right there. Yeah. Hey, but speaking still, though, about books, since we're on that, uh, I have been starting to read on my iPhone. The smell of new books is great. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I have to say it's kind of an interesting experience because... Why? On one hand, it's extremely convenient because uh, you can read on your iPhone and you go and pick up where you left off on your computer, you know? And it was weird for me, the concept of reading on a computer is strange. I've never done it before. But when we got the um, Craig Sestero's book, remember? Uh, the Disaster yeah, Artist. Yeah, Tommy story. Uh, that was an e-book, five. right? Huh? Nothing. And that was interesting because uh, first time I actually ever tried reading a book on the computer. And it was surprisingly pretty Okay, you know, it wasn't that bad. I mean, mm. I like holding a book. I like actually reading the page, but it wasn't that bad. Um, yeah. I also found that actually mm-hmm. recently, I knew about this, but this is actually pretty cool, is that you can get free public domain ebooks. What? From Project Gutenberg. And the in my Gutenberg opinion, that brush. is awesome because this is so cool because public domain stuff, stuff that's gone out of print. Oh, no, it's in, it's in print, but I'm saying like stuff that's, that's lost its copyright. Uh-huh. And you can get them on Project Gutenberg. Isn't that cool? That is cool. That's awesome. That's great, Jacob. So, yeah. Where can we go? Project Gutenberg. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, um, there might be more things we can think of, but right now I can't think of anything. I like museums and zoos and places. See, I like quiet places. Oh, yeah. But you like concerts, don't you, Jacob? Um, it's weird, I have to say. Didn't um, you go to, like, a Lamb of God concert? I did once, once or yeah. twice? With my friend TJ. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, it was, it was interesting. I like concerts. I guess maybe 
it's weird because I like playing music, um, but for some reason I haven't gone to many concerts. <clears throat> I've gone to some local shows and stuff. Remember we're in Anderson, like Joe Levi and things, and more local bands. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I really should though. I would like to go check out more more bands. It will happen stuff. once we renovate this high tech studio. But it is like you know sweaty and stuff, and like you know, <laughs> so it's not necessarily like something. But you know, I guess you go for the music, right? Yep, you go for the music. Uh, I can't think of anything else, so let's just finish this by... Finish him! By talking about the latest news! All right. Jacob, have you heard the news this week? This week, for some reason, there was an accumulation of various news from Star Wars Episode 7. One second. Which still doesn't have a title. But it will, and when it does, we'll have lots of Facebook statuses and messages linking about all over our feeds. And people will be linking it to us and saying, hey, did you know this? And I'll say, of course I did. Yeah. And there we go. Star Wars Episode 7 is in the making, and apparently we need to talk about it. Because there's this thing about Disney, the company that owns Lucasfilm. Mm -hmm. So I would have to say Lucasfilm intends on, um, because everybody says Marvel, why don't they say Lucasfilm for Star Wars? They don't. They say Disney. (sighs) Guys, get it together. Get it together. Disney. Oh, get it together. What do you mean, Lucasfilm? They say Disney, but mm-hmm. why don't they say Disney to Marvel movies? Like, they always say Marvel is planning on doing this. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying Disney is planning yeah. on doing this. Why don't they do the same with Star Wars? The same thing. Yeah. It's Lucasfilm is doing this. They yeah. don't talk about Lucasfilm because people people are weird. People just have this strange, like, sort of... <laughs> and they just trail off into the distance. We're entering, and they don't, we're entering the critiques. They don't think! Okay, so... Um, so we're back to being critical, Philip? Uh, well, that's just just for this. What's the big deal? I mean, I set my disclaimer. You okay. guys know I'm not being so serious. Like I'm not. I'm not. You know, I know. I know. I know. Oh, do you hear that? It's that. It's that little rattling bug. Okay. Thing. Okay, we're back. Stupid little bug. You mentioned critiquing. Well, come on, man. It's just fun. It's great to speak your mind. Yes, I agree. Okay, let's let's go. But with a little bit of funny edge, which is what we talked about at the beginning. Yeah. Right? I'm. I promise. I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to be. Mean. I know. I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. So uh, there's this news that, uh, as you know, uh, Facebook, on my end, has been um, flooded with uh, quite a few uh, people telling me Star Wars is going to be released on Blu-ray as the unaltered versions. Yeah, yeah, I know. Disney, a.k.a. Lucasfilm, is going to release the unaltered Star Wars movies. And this is apparently news. But this is like, this has been... But ha! I have to tell you one thing. I've known about this controversy since 2004 when I pre-ordered the 2004 Star Wars <laughs> yeah. DVDs. I mean, this is like a pretty long discussion that's been going on um, about you just, these. Just listen, guys. Just go to OriginalTrilogy.com. Just type that in. Read what it says at the beginning. And that's what they're all about. Yeah. That's how I got to know about them because they were the ones who were these old school fans who loved the original Star Wars mm-hmm. films. And they knew from the very beginning. Many people have this, uh, you know, this... Uh, Knowledge that Star Wars has been altered since the time it was released, since yeah. 1977. Ever since those days. Like, for example, they had that mono mix going, and then they still weren't done with the stereo mix. Oh, and yeah. a few days later, the stereo mix was finished, so that could be considered the alteration as yeah, well. Yeah, and then... And then later on in 1981, when they reissued them, 
or even back in 1980 before Empire Strikes Back came out, because back then when you were watching movies in cinemas, they got a huge, uh, you know, movies had a huge lifeline when they yeah. were, you know, so Star Wars was all there like two years, three years yeah. in, in theaters. Before Empire Strikes Back came out, they changed the title for Star Wars and put in an episode four on it. <laughs> yeah. So that's why we always call Star Wars the original Star Wars. Yeah, it is. Uh, but many people like saying episode four. Star Wars one. I can say episode four, of course, but um, I just want people to know that if I say Star Wars, I'm kind of using the accurate one because it's the unaltered original Star Wars. I think Star Wars should always be referred to as Star Wars. Yeah, you, that's this is that's like, your Star Wars four should always be just Star Wars. Yeah, like, I mean, that's like, yours. no, no, no. I'm saying four is fine. It's interchangeable. I mean, yeah, so, like when you mean Star Wars, that doesn't mean you're meaning Episode one. No, exactly. Yeah, you're Star, Star Wars. Wars four. I don't have to say a new hope. That's no. That's dope, man. That's old. I think that that's new stuff. Yeah, that's new stuff. So they changed it like that, and then um, and later they did, on, down they, so they altered the '77 version already with the stereo version and putting episode seven <laughs> and <laughs> putting four episode four later in the '80s. Yeah, and so then when Empire came out, was Empire episode five? Yep. Okay. Right, they're the movie and episodes. then Return of Jedi came out in episode. That no, was episode six. And so then, obviously, in '97. But basically, I've known about this since like 2004 when I noticed on the DVDs that I pre-ordered, foolishly, not thinking about it, that there have been a lot of changes over the years. Um, I remember in 1997 when mm-hmm. the special edition came out. Now, you all know about the special edition. That's, everyone knows about that. It was coming out two years before episode one was to be released. And by that time, they decided to refurbish and update uh, the original trilogy, uh, reissue it into theaters for a celebration of sorts to, you know, to be like, hey, look, the new yeah, Star they, Wars prequels yeah, are coming Yeah, but it's out. like remastered and, you know, like special effects. And uh, Lowry Digital, which is the firm that uh, usually takes care of uh, rebrushing and doing, you know, DMR or DNR um for movies like this. Digital moth removal? <laughs> yeah. Or noise removal. Um, they did a pretty good job, apparently. But they uh, did it... Whoa, 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 where are we at now? 1997. Okay. For the special edition. The thing is, it was called a special edition. Yeah, Star Wars the special And they edition. added an extended... Um, they added extra scenes in there from like deleted scenes, put it into the movie. They added CG uh, Jabba stuff. the Hutt... And they had CG dinosaurs, which you hate the most. Yeah, yeah. Those um, dinosaurs in- we had a new scene with Han talking to Jabba. We had a new scene of Han talking with Jabba. That's right. That's what I said. Sorry. <laughs> Han, my boogie. I'm just tired for a And we had, then they inserted Boba Fett into episode four. Mm-hmm. Oh, hated that. Hated oh, yeah, yeah, green yeah. Green screen. And, of course, uh, inserting Jabba into episode four is also horrible the original star no it doesn't it's terrible it doesn't work they originally shot that with a scottish guy like human mm-hmm. fat guy han my boy i wouldn't you want you to yeah you can just watch all that uh and uh, it was very clear. to say it was altered those weren't the same movies anymore in, ter- in terms but of but they were the special edition they and were the we special all thought hey, exactly special edition yeah right? extra stuff basically uh but little did we know george lucas actually meant them to be the replacement editions and boy, that just that just put everybody's pantries in a bunch. Well, it was problematic though because George Lucas had said earlier, like he, if I'm, if I'm getting this correctly, he was actually an advocate of preserving film. That's right. And he actually went to uh, to Congress. Well, didn't he? Yes. And he went to to pitch his case that 
you know, make his case that uh, films should be preserved for the next generations. And they should be preserved as they were made. Like, that's, Uh don't change them. King Kong, like, with colorizing King Kong. Right, exactly. And so it's strange that he took this 180 turn. Yeah. And he just decided to change his own movies, which, you know, I think that whole, that, what he did kind of, you know, you have to now question now whether, you know, like, does, does an artist have the right to change his own movies and replace it, you know, publicly, you know? Yeah. Because I think, not I, think, have the I think a lot available. of people tell you, and I agree as well, is that, you know, when you make something, you put it out there, you know what I mean? And so now, in a way, it's not so much your own anymore, you know? Exactly. Once it's released, right. people will watch it, and it just doesn't become yours anymore. Right, and you, you kind of lose, you lose this kind of, like, property over it, so to speak, mm-hmm. and later on... Which it's, is it's, Steven yeah. Spielberg's... Uh, thinking about that as well yeah he said indiana jones once that comes out it's their movie now it's the audience's movie i, I have to agree. agree i have to agree though uh but i do agree though uh, to an extent that if you want to make changes for your movie you can as long Absolutely. as you have the original intact exactly I mean, like george lucas or whoever if they want to change our movies and change things you know like go all out it doesn't matter you know he could have like a special edition with like you know extra 50 extra dinosaurs you know what I mean? yeah Stampede of Dinosaurs. That's, that's fine. Going by. Special Stampede Edition. Yeah. That's all awesome. I wouldn't mind either, right? I yeah, no. Yeah, why not? It sounds fun. But, but the problem the here is, yeah, is that uh, the originals, uh, the original originals are still not, um, as far as we, are, we know, uh, they're still not preserved in the proper format for archiving for the next generations. Yeah. Because uh, as far as we know, uh, the original negatives, uh, the film positive, the prints, of all the original episode four, five, and six are still, I don't know. For all I can say is they're probably rotting somewhere. I don't know. We don't know um, uh, because also, uh, uh, but I do believe film that submitted what? the ninety-seven version to the <sighs> that was archives, bad. Library right? of Congress. Yeah, was it? Yeah, they submitted the ninety-seven version. Yeah, they is, asked for the original Star Wars movies. Yeah, um, it's for preservation, which is one of the reasons why George Lucas actually advocated that yeah. sort of thing. But Lucasfilm didn't allow them to take to to get the original Star yeah. Wars movies, and instead just offered the '97 special editions. And it's just so weird. With the terrible, with the terrible Palpatine yell. With uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Luke going Skywalker. going down the. <laughs> but that's just just so strange how they submitted that. Yeah. And if we're gonna go for preserving, then let's just do '90s. Let's do the Yeah, the whole point version. is just preserving the original original film unaltered the way it was. That's yeah, it. and the the funny don't thing don't even is, change. Like I wouldn't even say recomposite the old um, effect shots. No, I'm just keep, keep them it, the yeah. way they were because. Uh, I like for okay. I'm of the opinion that you know a movie that how it goes out um, when it's finished is it it becomes that when it's finished. You know when when it's, this is the deadline. This is when we're releasing it. That's the movie after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and part of what makes a movie also so fun is having flubs and having stuff that's messed up in the movie. Cause that's what Steven Spielberg thinks as well, yeah. It's not perfect. I mean, there's movies you can see where you might but see this a bit of blue George screen, Lucas's you might issue. see a dubbing issue or something. That's all part of the but George, process. But George's uh, opinions on this is probably more deep than that. Yeah. I it's think, more like, I didn't like this, the werewolf. What's a werewolf doing in this yeah, movie? Yeah, progressing his Let's change his it to a, to a lizard bug. Uh, let's change it. And you know what? Someone even found a picture... That he that they went into so many nonsensical changes that there is one of those uh, Saurian creatures, like Bosk, you know Bosk, the bounty hunter in the in episode five, the yeah. lizard guy. He's just in like one or two shots. Sure, the bounty hunters. 
Never mind. There's oh, a yes, lizard. I do remember him. Okay, there's another Saurian. That's, that's the okay. species name. Uh, in the cantina. Mm-hmm. And he's in the background. And he has one shot of like leaning in over the bar mm-hmm. in the in the Mos Eisley Cantina, and uh, this I just discovered this today, and it's such a minute change. They just changed the sleeve for the 2004 DVD. They just changed the sleeves from green to red. What? Yeah, that that's also one of the weirdest things. And about then these and then there's changes. another one where another Saurian walks by the camera in another scene next to the spaceport. You know, mm-hmm. 94, and his sleeves are also red instead of green. I don't understand this how is, this changes. This is the stupid stuff. This is from the beginning. It's like yeah. it's been like this. George Lucas just messing around with his movie, and I don't care about that. That's fine. I would love to see the red sleeve edition. Yeah, but I would like the original one too. That's the whole point. And people now, people it, are gonna say, "Oh, it, oh, okay." So in 1997, right? Mm-hmm. They did that, and then the 2004 DVDs came out. We were all happy because this is the first time it came out on DVD. The yeah, Star Wars trilogy, you know, not right. Let's quality. pre-order it because we were stupid kids, right? Then it came out, and we watched it. And I noticed there were changes again. <laughs> yeah. And I noticed the colors were kind of weird. Oh, yeah, that's true. They had a... Death Star, so blue. Everybody's face, so pink. Terrible grading. Yeah, I know. They, 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 there was um, all kinds of stuff. And then, they added, and then they added extra stuff to the 2004 edition. Like, they fixed lightsabers. Fixed, quote-unquote. But they still didn't fix the white lightsaber from... Uh, See that continuity. stuff? I just don't understand what they're thinking. Ever since, like that white lightsaber that Luke was using at the in the Millennium Falcon yeah, with, the, with little the little training robot thing, I always thought it was a training lightsaber they I had thought, on board, I thought, I thought or Obi Wan kept in his pocket because it was white. It was never hey, uh, blue. Yeah, good. Uh, but that's not the case. It's supposed to actually be his lightsaber, obviously, <laughs> right? Yeah. And <laughs> there's another stupid revisionism. Um, what? Just really quick, just in the terms of prequels, okay. uh, that little droid, that little circle droid, that's probably just a, like a, a weird targeting droid that's being just used. In Han's yeah, Falcon. Yeah, in Han's Falcon. And not, that has nothing to do with Jedi training. Yes. Well, this is like already Star Wars universe yeah. stuff, but it's... And uh, they're just using it as a makeshift uh, yeah. training it's a, Well, it's device. the same thing like Obi-Wan wearing his robe. Yeah, the desert robes. LA, Who knows? LA. Maybe it's a Tatooine custom. It in is. His Look town. at Uncle Ben. Uh, Uncle Owen. <laughs> wow. Uncle Owen's wild bent the rice. Everyone's using Tatooine fashion at the Jedi Temple. Yeah. So and then and then Ooh. all those little y- younglings. They're all using little Han Solo's training. Yeah. Robot. But target. that's that's beside yeah. the point. It's a different issue. This so issue is just. Yeah. We have the DVDs. We but thought the, we had them. We didn't. Yeah. And uh, Jabba has been changed again. In special effects, he looked like I mean, we don't utter crap. We don't have to crap. go through all the changes. No, we're though. not, but I'm just saying he looked like utter crap. Oh, in, in the 2004? Yeah, in the 1997 yeah. one. They changed him in the 2004 one, slightly better. But it's still, he's still there. That's the whole problem. He shouldn't yeah. be there because the doesn't make story-wise, it's a lot better if you don't see him because everybody's talking about Jabba until you see him yeah, in the third one, and he's this crazy mafia boss, and he's just nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Like, yeah, he's, yeah. Just, he's just an evil guy, and he's just yeah. so, yeah, ruthless man. I mean, Ruthless Hut. No, ruthless, who knows? Hut, he's a hut. Okay, okay fine, fine. Um, uh, and so what happened then? No, no, but fast I just want to talk about 1997 versus 2004 because uh, they, they changed stuff as well. They retconned older things that they changed in 1997. Like in 1997, uh, the original Empire Strikes Back has... Uh, when At the end, when Luke uh, deliberately falls down the, the big, huge uh, shaft... In uh, Empire Strikes Back, yes, Cloud City. After the battle with Darth Vader, Vader. yeah, um, he's silent 
and he just falls in the 1997 version he falls and then they add the emperor's yell from Return of the Jedi when the emperor falls what was that all about no, and it it's really and stupid in he's silent again and then he's silent again. They retcon things all the time. <laughs> and it's definitely George Lucas. But his lightsaber is still... Well, sorry. But yeah, the lightsaber is still white. white. <laughs> and they didn't fix that, but they fixed other lightsabers yeah. somewhere else. Just utterly preposterous. And let's right? not talk about Han shooting. Let's not talk let's about not even that. Talk. You, I think everybody everyone knows about, knows about, about that. <laughs> it's not Han shot first, it's Han shot. I think it's worth mentioning that um, ever since that happened... The laser gunshots from Han and Greedo have been getting closer and closer every time. So in the 2011 Blu-ray edition, they're almost shooting at the exact same time. Yeah. So it's like, what is this? What is this all about? <laughs> their 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 brains are so like similar. Yeah, and then there's a cropped frame in the Millennium Falcon on Empire Strikes Back. They're on the same level. There's like a little bit of a cropped frame. No one complains about that. You see, I know all this stuff because there's these nerds yeah. who actually go frame by frame through every edition and they count all the changes. And I would say that's kind of weird, but in this case, I would say that it's perfectly justified. Because, because it's, it's unprecedented, I think. Yes, and it's unfair that the original one is not available. Otherwise, no one would care. Yeah, no one would care. And they would be doing this as a hobby. But, but I, th- I think this is important. And, and the craziest thing is that Okay, I don't know if it's unprecedented, actually. Maybe there might have been other cases where filmmakers have just changed the original and not released the original. But in this case, it's Star Wars, you know? So many people know about Star Wars. Yeah, it's there's become a lot of so fans. huge, you know yeah, what I'm among, saying? Yeah, the and, audience. You know, what are the chances that it has to happen to Star Wars, you know, of all... Yeah. Of all it's, you know, it could be any franchise. It could be Indiana Jones. We'd be like, oh, no, why, why isn't Indiana Jones original? You know, yeah, it's everything just else too bad, is having you know? a wonderful time being preserved nicely, always reprinted to and no nice problem. It's like films. this is it. That's the movie that came out. That's the one. Yeah, and here we're, we have this big problem because it's <laughs> it's Star uh, Wars of all things. And it's just George Lucas, and we all know, like from what I've gathered with his personality, he's he is that kind of a guy. That's just he's just uh, you know based well, on can his I get past that quote of mine. I have this awesome quote. Huh? Remember at the beginning I talked about? You forgot? Oh, okay. Do it. Okay, one second. That guy, Turfanix. Oh, cool. So you got a quote from one of the people from our original trilogy, yeah. which are all around pretty good guys. And he says, on this message board, November 2nd, 2012, this mm-hmm. is before Disney, or was I it? I forgot right what was the thread. Disney? The thread is Disney acquires Lucasfilm. So. Right, okay. So that's the one. I remember this. I remember this. Feels like it happened yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And he says, yeah, I was reflecting on that. Because he has a picture of the concept Bo- of Boba, Boba Fett, Fett. So, or a Mandalorian warrior. So I'll just, yeah, I was reflecting on the duality of George Lucas tonight myself. It's really interesting, and I don't think I can name another person who is so universally loved and a cause of frustration for so many people at the same time. I don't think most of us would say that we hate the man, perhaps in a fit of rage over the latest change in the latest box set for the latest year, or that we wish him ill, especially in light of his charitable work and other such. In fact... From my time here and other similar places, I feel like we all think he's a good man. And we are all grateful for creating something that is such a big part of our lives in film history. And it's because of those reasons that places like this and things like the petition and all the fan vitriol exist. But at the same time, I don't personally know a single person who is not also ridiculously frustrated by this insistent, admitted, intentional suppression of the original versions of his films and apparent lack of concern about the quality of the prequels and therefore the health of his intellectual property. I don't know a single person who doesn't feel some sense of betrayal and anger and alienation at the whole fiasco. A fiasco. 
that an entire portion of their childhood is being destroyed, and some feel it so deeply that they can't handle it and just renounce the entire franchise. And again, at the same time, I don't know a single person who doesn't want to be able to go back to loving Lucas, patch things up, and hand him their hard-earned money for a copy of the unaltered original films and just be done with it all. It really is an incredibly fascinating dichotomy. And that's what so there you go. I Tierfinax think, I mean, says. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe <clears throat> some of it's a little bit, you know, kind of feels really heavy serious. Handed, heavy, yeah. heavy, <laughs> heavy handed, yeah. Um, but I think he got the point. He got the point. He got the point it's, down. And it's, it's funny a because I remember you know? someone asked George Lucas somewhere, he's like, what about the original films? And, he, and George Lucas says, nope, they're my movies, not yours. See, that's, 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 that's I think, the I think there, something happened there. Something yeah. happened, George. But it's all different now because uh, Disney owns Lucasfilm and Lucasfilm is doing their own thing and George doesn't really care too much. He's doing his own thing now. He's happy. He's living life. Mm-hmm. Going to McDonald's. Life. Yeah. With his kids, which is there's a video of that, that was, really. Where someone just was like, "I saw George Lucas McDonald's." That's funny. Video. Of all the places, I like that. That's great. That is true. Um, so yeah, I mean that's the thing. So, uh, so what, now it's big news on the internet. Now, now it's big news because uh, see, we we knew this original trilogy. Yeah. And they were talking about this rumor that there might be a 4K restoration. I just want to talk about the the 2011 versions. Yeah. They changed even more things, and you this know, time I, more people. The 2011 Blu-ray versions, which I didn't buy, obviously, because I'm not stupid. I have to say, do you think, though, that there's some other um, news that happens similar to this where we go, oh, it's news, but then other people have known about it for a long time? Probably, but we probably will admit we didn't know Mm. and everybody else knew it because that's what we do. I read it and I see, oh, (laughs) this happened a while ago. True. True. Okay, come on. Keep going. Um, 2011 version came out, the Blu-rays, right? I was hoping it was going to be the unaltered versions no no i didn't even talk about the 2006 ones i need to talk yeah, about I that yeah i was gonna say that before. okay in 2006 the original original trilogy came out right and we were looking at advertisements it's like the fans have wanted it and now you're gonna get it and this is like at uh fye yeah um and they had like the, they had a little advertisement it's like what i gotta go to original trilogy to see what people are talking mm-hmm. about and they were talking about it and they were hoping it would be what it was Funny enough, of course, it was turned into a... And, and the reason this came out is because of fan, uh, you know... Pressure. Yeah, their voices were heard. Yeah, not pressure. Some fan, uh, yeah, reaction. So, demand. <laughs> and I thought demand. it was great, and I actually bought one. Yeah, we went to buy them. Yeah, we bought one and, one and three. Right. We bought Star Wars and Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a good idea or not. Why not? Because in the end, all it turned out to be was... a. Uh, Really shoddy laserdisc master of the movies. Really grainy, really bad quality. But they were the original those. It wasn't even anamorphic. <laughs> yeah, no. Widescreen for DVD. Yeah. It was just, just, just uh, uh, amazingly bad. Yeah. And but it, but it was people the were very upset. So. And it, but it was the original. Yeah. Uh, but the 2006 Star Wars, the original Star Wars, was actually the 81 version because oh. of the sound mix, which was different people notice these things. Yeah, of course. Um, and they just spliced in the original Star Wars opening crawl from 1977. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. not, again, not... No. Not even in that, that case. That was disappointing. I remember that. Like, yeah. And getting people, in, you're like, oh, it's going to be great. And, and so like, oh. it really felt really bad because they actually... Why did they even do it if they were doing it so know. badly? They just did it... Lucas, it feels like Lucas is now just messing... I have such people. a hard time believing, though, that it's that hard to restore the originals. And, but Lucas keeps saying... But now he doesn't, ha- he I doesn't know, care anymore. But, I know, but, but he but, says it would cost millions of dollars. Yes, it would. Oh, no, no, it wouldn't. It probably wouldn't cost <laughs> no, millions of dollars. But even if it did... 
it's totally feasible. Totally feasible. Of course it By is. By a company like Lucasfilm and now Disney. Totally feasible. They're not going to do it, but like there's Lowry that did it before. I'm saying, they, I'm saying they can yeah, do they it. Commission I'm saying it's, it's not it. impossible. It's not like an impossible not task. Like, not oh, at all. Can't. Or like too much. Or something. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that's what makes and it that so, was, that was that's really what makes like, it so annoying when they released this 2006 version. Yeah, so the 2006 version, version like, was oh. really annoying and it was really disappointing and people were upset about that. But now Lucas has a scapegoat where he can be like, I released it. And what do you want? And that's what he said once. He said like, the fans wanted uh, the original films and we gave it to them, but they weren't satisfied. Oh, man. Yeah. And so we don't see a reason to restore the originals. And now there's people who grew up as kids watching the prequels. And that, that's like also, us, but we're a little bit, I don't know, we have better taste or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, just something just something different about us. But uh, now there's people who love the prequels and infuse them with the original trilogy, which is fine. You can easily do that. And it is quote-unquote canon, like in the official yeah. Star Wars universe or whatever. But since it's all fake, you can make up your own. And it's nice that Star Wars fans have this separation. You can talk about Star Wars, and you can talk about Star Wars as the original three films, or you can talk about it as just one movie, or you can talk about it as with the prequels or without the prequels. That's that's what's great about this fan base. It's like very separated into different generations. Yeah, unlike Pokemon. And all the fans want, and I want, is just the original Star Wars movies. So since then, there have been different fan versions. There's been Harmy's these specialized editions where uh, this guy called Harmy. This is a alias, of course. He decided to create uh, as high resolution as he could uh, a non-special edition, like trying to despecialize the special editions, which are the ones that are the high-quality ones. The yeah, they're the only ones with uh, HD resolution. So they, he takes the special edition ones and puts in footage from the original films and just tries getting the quality good enough. You know, it's a, it's a patchy work, but. He's getting different sources, but it's of better. Film. It's better to watch that than the horrible laserdisc masters. Yeah, because at least I mean, like you'll get you'll get scenes that are, for example, from the Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, and the Blu-ray scenes. Now I just yeah, we're gonna get there yeah, now. but you'll get scenes from the Blu-ray that are super good quality, um, but they're altered. But you know, in in that instance in the film, it wasn't you know it wasn't a scene or a take that was altered. So he'll use that, mm-hmm. and then he'll maybe the next shot he might you know go for like a film scan. Of a of, yeah. a of the original film, which I don't know where he, where would you get that from? Where would you where would you get the original scans? You get the original laser discs and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laser disc. That's a big source. <laughs> that's a big source. Because laser discs, when they released those, right? Those I were, guess. What do you mean, like like Harmies and stuff? They use laser. They use they the do, old laser yeah. discs. Cause they, like, but they're not the best. I know, but where would you get the yeah, original prints? I know. Yeah. Anyway, so it's patch like you say that he does those things, and so but yeah. Anyway, the Blu-ray, what? I would get those. You can download them if you have the original copies. Just go get those. No, but the Blu-ray again was the next step in changing. Yeah, the Blu-ray stuff. was the, the next Blu-ray. step to 2011, and for some reason George Lucas's daughter chose the art, the artwork. Really? The you know the little Annie. Yeah. Yeah. Our original trilogy people didn't like that, but it doesn't matter. Honestly, that this is all trivial. Uh, but what the biggest problem was, of course, we watched the, whoever bought the original trilogy Blu-ray discs mm-hmm. got some new special edition changes. <laughs> some some nice neat little uh, oh, and this one, this one was probably the worst because you know in the 2004 version they added young Anakin Hayden Christensen at right, the end, which was very naughty, which was a terrible thing. Yeah. for the history of Star Wars. I know, I know people think, oh, but it's in, it's the continuity. No, it's no, no. First of all, his expression is terrible. It's like it, it, they they probably just looked at some test and, and footage. And second of all, together. who made up this theory like, oh, he was 
he was young because he turned to the dark side when he was young. No, so this is the young most logical self. thing would be him showing himself to his son. Yes, the way that he would probably f- be familiar with. Like, exactly. That's what he saw. But it makes the most logical sense. Yeah. You die at a certain age. Especially, Why is Obi Wan old? They took out his eyebrows in episode in yeah. two thousand four. Yeah. Darth Vader's. Right? Yes. The eyebrows were great. I don't know what they took about. No, because there's, 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 there's so many things, though. Yeah. Things. There's no and point. And then, so like, in begin. the 2011 version, oh, yeah, and also you can't forget that at the end yeah. of the, the tribal party where no, you know, the Gungans rule the free. Yeah, no, if you're forgetting the monumental change. Which one? My son Luke. He's getting attacked by the Emperor. This is Darth Vader, what he's thinking to himself. And then he goes, Oh, yes, this is the worst. No. 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 He throws no. the Emperor down into the. Into the no. Just like putting salt on a wound. That really hurt. That you got the you got bad. the no from episode three, which I was like, oh man, this is cheesy. The no from episode yeah. three, and then they just like Kaya pays pretty much. Mm-hmm. Into and it. and I think at this point George Lucas didn't care, and he wants to put those in. He knows they're bad, <laughs> but he's just doing it to annoy annoy people. Probably. So it was a pretty good thing that Disney bought a uh, Lucasfilm. Well, if recently. they do this now, if they do this thing, they're and now there's this news. Are they promising? Finally, we can talk about this. Uh, this news that. Um, they're probably doing a restoration 4K for the release of episode 7, which will come out next year. Yeah? I mean, not episode 7. I mean, the... the it could the, be It could be this holiday season, our next holiday season, anytime. So now the question is, what will it be? Like, you know, like <laughs> That's the question. The question is, will it be like actually, actually the thing? Or will it be just kind of like... But eh. no, I would just want to say that I knew about this way long ago. It was like months ago, a few months ago. Uh, they were already talking about the yeah, rules, I know. I'm, 4K restoration. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> what, I'm saying, um, what uh, I wanted I, to I'm, ask was, wait, why, wait, why is it I'm news? I'm not the bad guy. Just ahead of the curb. Why is it news now? Wait, what did you say? See, see, I'm not a... I'm not crazy. I'm just ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah. Where are they? Huh, I forgot. But why is this news, though? Because, no. because uh, you know, overzealous... Uh, Internet uh, news like BuzzFeed and like stuff when like did they, that. They, they, when did someone go? Oh, I'll just not BuzzFeed. Decide, I always use mention BuzzFeed. I, I mean, like you know, but, like comic book talk but, but, and screen what, rant. What and made it go like? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna go now and uh, I don't know. News. They just do that. One person posts it, other people take it. Like I had you had that open up from the Verge, right? The Verge is now is it linking? See, like, but it's still kind of rumory. It's not really official. You just had it open. I did. Just go to your, there. You go. See the Verge. Oh, test it. Crap. Sorry. Huh. Look at the verge. No, it's fine. Leave, leave, leave. There was no verge. This is tested. Yeah, uh, and that's what that's what's going on now. Hmm. So uh, it's still not confirmed. But as you said, the biggest question is, what will it be? Will it actually be them taking the original negatives and the different prints and making a actual restored you know what version? They should do? They because should, look at this. They should hire someone from the original trilogy. They should. They, they should just hire do that. like the best. The guys the who are well known from there, who do like harmony and stuff, and be like, "Hey, come on, guys!" Or the guy, yeah, the guys join who us know and like monitor cuts. this, you yeah. know, and like see if we're doing it correctly because you guys obviously know you've yeah. taken the but time. They, but they don't do that. They just and they're so sweet because then you'd be like, "Perfect, there you go." No, because the people who work there sometimes there's some people who just they don't they're just doing their job. I know, but I'm saying this way they would get I know. help and they'd be like, then, "Oh, we can do this." Then we would get the better version and it'd be done. It'd be confirmed, finished. But George Lucas said that most of it is destroyed. You can't restore it. The Great Fire of 1997. <laughs> Many Bothans died. No, I, I really don't. I don't believe that. Though. I don't believe this. No, burned. I don't no. believe it. I think it's somewhere. Because I remember there was this guy uh, a couple of years George ago. George is just bitter about it for some reason. There was a guy a couple of years ago who who owns a cinema. Oh yeah. And his cinema was, I think, going um, going out of business. 
and he happened to get his hands on a copy of a 1977 print, I think, or 80-something, doesn't yeah. matter, one of the original prints of Star Wars, the original Star Wars. Yep. And the reason, and it looked great. He said it looked great, and they showed it in his theater. You know, and we saw looked, some pictures. We saw some pictures, yeah. It looked amazing. And he said one of the reasons why it looked so good was because... I mean, you say it looks amazing, but I'm just saying that there were still lots of, like, scratches and okay yeah but i'm saying like you know for being a movie that old yeah. preserved someone's the face color or wasn't something. washed I don't know out it was. yeah that's the whole point he said that it was a technique used to preserve the film it's mm-hmm, kind of back mm-hmm. then it was new i don't know gloss thing that whatever the thing is though see there you go there's a print that exists yeah. so i'm saying no george lucas said it was destroyed <laughs> destroyed they were all destroyed so somewhere out there there must be i'm, I'm betting in multiple copies or somewhere out there yeah and of the other movies as well so there's yeah but yeah the best thing is to get the negatives obviously which they might have oh the negatives are different right? yeah negatives are the things that you actually make copies out of which are Ah, better so I assume they're going to do that and because of this rumor stuff people getting excited over Mm -hmm. the original films and and me and you knowing about this for a long time already um, yeah we'll see what happens but hopefully it won't be the 1997 editions but even if it is and because they said it was going to be a 4k scan which is now is standard and hopefully it'll be even a bigger scan just for posterity's sake come on yeah i know i know just for posterity's sake posterity i'm marty mcfly and hopefully they will be able to do it the way it was intended to be and if so then a milestone has been reached and it's so funny that disney's doing that just to make money off of episode seven and for us, it's like once the original films come out, episode seven, eh, okay, I'll check it out. But it's yeah, like those new it's not as important. Those new stormtroopers. Yeah, the new stormtroopers. My problem with the new stormtroopers is just that uh, the design looks too Star Trek, uh, the movies. I'm thinking the design looks more like that show that's coming out from Disney XD. Oh, Rebels. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. I'm afraid it's going to be J.J. Abrams style because he's like, that's cool. That's cool. And he's like, but, but J.J. Um, yeah, you have to think old Star Wars. Yeah, that's you the think thing. old Star Wars, and then people, but people say no, no. no like the, the way I would, the way I would say be... is think about it, how this movie would be viewed twenty years down the line. Yeah, how people look at it, we go, oh, that was been trying to be funky. They're trying to be cool back then. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I don't watch Star Wars of seven after after six. Eh. Yeah, if that's going to happen, then like don't do that. You know what don't. I mean? Don't. But if if the decision you think it'll be good, and people go, yeah, that was a really good take. There's a that's reason fine. There you go. It, but but it feels like it's like it feels like it's. Yeah, based on this stuff, it it's, just feels like... It feels like the filmmakers are really trying to make this cool, you know, like slick, and because it's the new era, 30 years later, so it's futuristic. But it's like the charm of the original Star Wars was yeah. was its design, and... Um, but then don't go make Star Wars. Go make, you know... There you the go. The Wars of the Stars. Done. <laughs> yeah. The Wars of the Stars. Totally That's different. what I think about the Star Wars uh, helmets and whatever, yeah. you know? I know. Fine line. Fine line. All right. So people well, getting excited about it is weird. I, I never understood that. I, I I always end it on that. People getting excited. It's so weird. But no. Um, hopefully the, the restoration will be the right. So, but hopefully the restoration will be the real restoration, and everybody's going to be a winner. But uh, even so, whatever it may be, as long as it's not the 2004 version. It'll the box be, set will cost. $75. It'll still be a good thing because there'll be people like Harmy who will be able to take it <laughs> and so use true. it and make even better quality original versions. I know, and then we'll be, we'll be back to. But it will still be a step forward yeah. to preserving the original Star yep. Wars. 
And thou and there you, we go. and I don't want to say now you know, because <laughs> someone will yell something terrible. And knowing is, is half the battle. No! Power to the peeps, power for the dreams, Tim, missing piece, scattering so incomplete, will be the most incredible soldier from the underground, see how easy they all fall down, dig it through the core to see the light, let's get out of here, babe, that's the way to survive, y'all top of the head, I'm on the set, do the impossible, don't you wanna bet, cause a lot of things change, we'll be waiting in vain, cause we don't need to... Is the microphone still okay? No pain, no gain, yep. Tired. My voice. It sounds so bad. Who cares? <laughs>